the iHeartMedia Complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Wednesday. That's Wednesday, September 19th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff. Whatever your stuff might happen to be, news, current events, we'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And we'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do, so take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. Check that out. Send us a text on anything at any time. That's Real Mobile 77031. We will read it and then decide whether we want to utilize that on the air. Real Mobile, Real Mobile 77031 on the phones. Long distance, toll-free, 1-888-978-1041. For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo has uh, the day off for religious observances. Jack is not here today. Day number two in his, quote, manager's meeting, end of quote, where they'll go bowling and have team-building exercises. What a rip. Yeah, it's got like a bridesmaid thing, you know, where they probably (laughs) dress up and, you know, wrap each other in toilet paper Mm -hmm. and do all those kind of weird (laughs) things. Anyway, Pinkman is here. Hello. And uh, Fritz is here, and Casey two times is here as as well. So we'll have a good time today. Later in the program, of course. Right after the news that Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz will have uh, at about 4 o'clock. Bonus round of closest to the pin. No audio file today because Jack is not here. Uh, later in the program, the regular round of closest to the pin. We will talk with Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Been doing that for a number of years. That's later in the program. Shot Doctor comes in from our sister station at about 6 for his uh, sports speed round and casting call. And then a uh, five-minute professor today, right? Yes. There we go. And then we'll find some drive-home music for you and then wrap things up with PPT at the end of the program just to cover a few things. <clears throat> and, well, the Olive, Olive Garden, let me get this right. Uh, remember yesterday we were talking about Olive Garden. Well, first of all, there was a shooting in Madison, Wisconsin, Four people shot and wounded during a uh, and a, uh, a thing in uh, at a software company in a suburb of Madison, Wisconsin. The suspected shooter also critically uh, injured. Blah blah blah. You're not safe anywhere. Uh, now, as soon as you step outside of your home, you are not you. You're just not safe. You're not. I don't care if you're in your car. You're walking down the sidewalk. I don't care if you're in one of the most prestigious areas of town. It does, doesn't matter anymore. doesn't matter anymore in the United States. As soon as you step outside your own domicile, you are you, you, you could be shot. It's mm-hmm. just the way of the world nowadays. 
We had this. Now we got this incident outside in a suburb of Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, go Bucky. And then uh, we had this incident in Winter Park the other day. $47. This guy is shooting at cops and, uh, and, and, and shooting at another individual and wounding that person over $47 worth of stolen merchandise from, I think, a Goodwill store. Yeah. So, you know, this is the, this is the incident in Winter Park where uh, this, uh, this little bitch, Gerard Christopher Vasquez, and he steals $47 worth of whatever, you know, from the, uh, from the uh, Goodwill store. Stealing from Goodwill. And he's, you know, the cops see him. The cops give chase. He's shooting at the cops. The bullets are going into the windshield. And then another guy is there nearby. He gets shot in the groin. They finally find this little bitch underneath a trailer behind a yoga store in uh, Winter Park. <clears throat> and uh, he's 19 years old. You go, his mother gave him up, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, he texted his mom. He wanted his mom to come pick him up. He said he was in trouble <laughs> in Winter Park, and his mother called the cops. He oh, said, well, here he is. He's right over here. At about 4.30, police were contacted by uh, Vasquez's mother, who said her son had sent her messages asking for help. The message messages said he was surrounded by cops and hiding. He was scared. He was not going to, he didn't want to go to jail. And uh, so he, he asks his mom to come get him, telling him, telling her he was on Orange Avenue. And his mother provided detectives a screenshot showing her son was uh, nearby at the Full Circle Yoga. Don't worry, on son. North we'll Orange ride. Avenue. So the cops, okay, there you go. So his mom turned him in. Good for you. Yep. And this guy, he's 19 years old. And he's going to spend, there's a very good chance he's going to spend the rest of his life behind bars over $47 worth of stolen merchandise. You know, if he'd still, he was on probation, I believe, or something else. You know, if they nabbed him, he probably would have gone to jail 30, 60, 90 days because he broke probation. Then he probably probably would be out on the streets again. But because he's shooting at, shooting at police and, and shooting a, a pedestrian, a civilian, there's a very good chance this 19-year-old is going to spend the rest of his life behind bars. Nice move, dumbass. Yeah. Anyway, what else do we have today? Oh, where's that... Uh, Olive Garden, because yesterday we talked about this. Remember, Olive Garden was going to announce, what, at 11 o'clock this morning? Yes. That they had some big, some big deal. And I said, I think it's unlimited ravioli. Oh, that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Yeah, hell yeah. Unlimited ravioli. Maybe for the past year, they've been making ravioli, just big vats of ravioli. (laughs) And they ship them out to the various uh, Olive Gardens, right? Mm -hmm. And say, get ready. Because because somebody's scratching their ass, you know, or scratching their head back there. Hey, what's with the giant tubs of ravioli? Yeah, oh, just wait. Oh. You know, say, hey, it's going to be good. Don't keep talk it about quiet, all right? Yet. Don't say anything. So I don't understand. We got. You know, hey, did anybody order extra shipments? I mean, like uh, who who ordered the four hundred barrels of ravioli? <laughs> so, so anyway, ravioli. <laughs> I thought it was going to be unlimited ravioli. So what did they announce this morning? And by the way, they said yesterday, I believe it. This is going to be bigger than breadsticks. That's what they said. It's going to be bigger than Olive Garden breadsticks. So what did they announce? They announced a never-ending pasta pass for 10 people who are able to solve the riddles on their website. What? That's good for a year. That's That's not bigger than breadsticks. (laughs) It's technically technically unlimited ravioli, though, (laughs) for a year. For 10 people. That's not bigger than breadsticks. Oh, man, those breadsticks are so good. So I came really close to getting... I mean, I got the riddle right. 
And uh, someone had already claimed it. So all right, it's I, fine. I got all right, you got a you got a new marketing campaign. What have you done? But don't don't the day don't on the day before say this is going to be bigger than Olive Garden breadsticks because that's not bigger than this is not bigger than Olive Garden breadsticks. Or am I missing something? No, you're not yeah. missing. Anything. I still think the unlimited ravioli is a pretty damn good idea. It is Agreed. a good idea. I don't know where you'd store it all. That's, ravioli warehouse. Yeah, that's not their issue anymore, you know. Just ship it out. <laughs> Let the managers. Assistant manager. <laughs> and need uh, 40 more barrels of ravioli ASAP. These people are eating us dry. <laughs> yeah, they just uh, they can't get enough of those ravioli. <laughs> ravioli barrels. This is not uh, well good for Olive Garden, but I got news for you. This is not bigger than breadsticks. Oh, hell no. Um hell no. And another question that I have and uh, because of this god-awful flooding in the Carolinas, for the most part, North Carolina, I mean, it's just tragic. It's awful. They, uh, I just read a report that like six and a half million chickens were, I mean, because they have these chicken farms and these uh, pig farms all over North Carolina and South Carolina thing. And they've got millions and millions of chickens that died and thousands of pigs that died. Because of the flooding, and uh, you know, people their homes are ruined and evacuated, and they don't know what to do with themselves. And you just, uh, you know, you, your heart breaks for these people. But at the same time, does any? How can you tell if a car is submer- has been submerged? Because you know what happens. You know, they're not picking up these cars that have been underwater and saying, "Man, let's just trash them. Let's just junk them." You know, some fool. You know, you know what happens? They let them drain out, mm-hmm. and dry in the sun. And then off you go. And I don't know whether there's a method where they try to clean them up as best as possible, but you have all those damage to the engine compartment, I would imagine, and the transmission and this and that and whatever. So, and this happens after every storm, several months after one of these big storms, a year later, whatever, you hear of these cars showing up someplace and people buy them because they don't know any better. So my question is, how do you know if a car has been submerged Um. other than the mildew line? (laughs) You know, in the middle of the bucket seat. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that. Either that or black mold growing in there somewhere. I feel I like it would yeah, smell weird. Is it on the Carfax? Yeah, but even <laughs> even a little bit of damage, even if it wasn't completely submerged, let's say it was half submerged, you know, you can probably, with a little bit of elbow grease and, uh, you know, clean them up fairly well. And some you go to one of these uh, used car lots, you know, some doofus like me, I wouldn't know any better. I'd say, oh, yeah, this is the one I always wanted. My God almighty, they just want... Look at the price on this car. It's a steal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and especially water getting in and mixing it with oil and the gas lines. Is there a device you can, I mean, with lumber, you, you have devices that you can hold up to a piece of lumber to, 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 to determine the moisture content. Really? Yeah, because woodworkers, you know, they, they lots of woodworkers, fine woodworkers, they want their, their lumber that they work with to be... Now, have a lot of moisture in it because once you start sawing and cutting and chiseling and this and that, and then if you put something together and then it continues to dry out, pop, you know, crack, and all that stuff happens. So you got to have a certain moisture content in your in your fine lumber before you start working on your Adirondack chair. Man, I it is the Phillips file on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Mo has the uh, day off for religious observances. Jack is uh, over there drinking Mai Tais in a manager's meeting. So uh, Mr. Pinkman and Fritz have the news. That is correct, sir. Donald Trump is in Wilmington, North Carolina today, uh, helping with the relief effort for Hurricane Florence. What about the paper towels? 
Yeah, yeah. It, they say he was handing out some plastic foam containers of hot dogs, chips, and fruits, saying, take care of yourself. To so people. I saw a photograph. Remember that <laughs> photograph? Remember that kid that was uh, mowing lawns? Yeah. Remember that story? And then there was a photograph what, of the president. Yes. Did the president do something with him? The, the, he had him mow the White House lawn, and the one photograph that gets passed around looks like he's yelling at the kid almost. You think Donald Trump ever in his life pushed a lawnmower? No. No, I don't think so. Yes, at least once to see what it felt like. Yeah, probably once. But, I mean, man, that thing out of the way with the fridge. ever started a lawnmower on his own, you know, the old Briggs and Stratton, you pull the cord, oh, you know? Oh, no, 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 no. He's never Put the one foot on the mower, you Plus know, so it doesn't hands. move? No. Maybe maybe one Possible. of the old timey like uh, clipper clopper ones, you know, that just kind of rotate. He didn't do anything. <laughs> the old bush mower. His lawnmower name was a uh, Josue. Oh, nice guy. <laughs> nice guy. Anyway, sorry. So, <laughs> so the death toll from Hurricane Florence has climbed to at least thirty-seven total, including two women who drowned when a sheriff's van taking them to a mental health facility was Whoa. swept away by floodwaters. Jeez. Let me ask you a yeah. question. So we have a vegetarian among the crew here. Yes, we right, do. Fritz. Yeah. Oh, I so, knew it. Uh, so you're uh, you're in North Carolina, or okay. you're just in a bad storm. You haven't eaten. You got water, so you're not gonna. You're not. You're hydrated, but you don't have anything to eat, right? Mm -hmm. You go days and days and days with nothing to eat at all. You run out of snacks. You just don't have anything to eat. Three, four, five days, nothing to eat. Got water, and they say, "Hey!" And finally, they come to your rescue and say, "Do you have any food?" And they say, yeah, we got some, uh, we got uh, some uh, Spam. hamburgers here, but no. uh, got some hot dogs. We don't have any buns. Would you eat it? Murder. I mean, probably. I mean, it, I wouldn't want to, but if I'm dying, I'm not going to be a dummy. I didn't say you're dying. I just said you're really, really hungry. Oh, uh, well, then no. No, I mean, really hungry. Like, well, like, then yes. You Like, you look <laughs> at it. You look at a pig and it turns into a ham, like in the cartoons, yeah. Hungry. <laughs> like in The Simpsons. Just asking. I want to talk Aww. about that more later. I don't know if I would, man. That's a, that's a tough question. I just don't want anything, you know, I just don't want any animal inside of my body that doesn't need to be there. Fair enough. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, More whatever. for us. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, there you go. Take that, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they say more than 5 million gallons of partially treated sewage has spilled into the Cape Fear River after power went out at a treatment plant. And the earthen dam of a pond holding hog waste was breached, spilling its contents hog as well. Waste, oh, God. Coal, ash, pesticide plants. All the gross stuff. All the stuff, that, you know, from submerged cars, all on that mix. Right next to the sulfur plant. And that, that, I don't know how many people are on wells in, in, in North Carolina. Or, it doesn't matter. I mean, all that stuff seeps into the ground. Yeah, it's nasty. Gets into the rivers. Anyway, go it's ahead, Fred, what do you got? Yep, over to you. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper, he says, sunshine doesn't necessarily mean safety. He is urging residents in the Carolinas who are struggling with the, you know, the, the, the flooding, the high winds, destruction. He is warning everyone that 16 rivers statewide are still at major flood stages, and three more will reach that stage on today or tomorrow. Uh, Cooper also adds... More than 1,100 roadways are closed, so, you know, stay indoors if you can. Uh, he also toured the Wilmington area with FEMA Chief Brock Long, and they viewed damage, and it's not good. A lot of flooded homes, flooded no, fields. Evacuate if you can. you got to get out of there if you can. They have seen clearly significant damage, and we know that we have a long road ahead. Yeah, there's, I mean, how, 1,100 roadways closed. Oof. 
Jeez. You know, I think I'd get one of those big rubber boats. Oh, yeah. Those Zodiacs. Like oh, a yeah. duck boat? Because then, nah, I mean, something that really floats. Would you say a duck boat? A duck boat, yeah. So you can kind of drive it no, on no, land. No, 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 one of those Zodiacs like Jacques Cousteau used to drive around. Is it, you know now what I'm talking gotta, about? No, i got to look it up now. Yeah. You know who Jacques Cousteau is? Rubber boats. Well, I know who Jacques Cousteau is. All right, right. so they had these Zodiacs, you know, they go to the, and so, and so if the waters oh, yeah. were rising, you just get in that thing and just float up. Well, well now I'm intrigued. It's kind of yeah. like, uh, what are the boats at Disney Springs where they, they, they honk the horn, they're like, hello, I'm just driving into the lake, and then they... Those are the car boats. Oh, those are so cool. Zodiac boat. No, these are these are like rescue inflatable boats. Yeah, this They're kind of expensive. you don't want any draft. That's the James Bond looking boat. You get a draft yeah. and then you're dragging on something or hitting something like a fire hydrant or something submerged. <laughs> oh yeah, then you're screwed. How funny for it. <laughs> I mean, if you're in a this guy, he gets tickled like an over. airboat or an inflatable boat. You know, you're only pulling an inch or two, or you know, of depth. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. That's insane. Well, all right. These boats are cool, though. So with the local bend on uh, Hurricane Florence recovery, there are some teams that came from the Central Florida area to go help out. Good. Kind of returning the favor from Irma. An eight-member team from Leesburg is up there, along with three-man crews from Mount Dora and Bushnell. Good for them. They're in the northeast part of North Carolina. One of the... Uh, one of the foremen with the Leesburg Electric Department says he's never seen anything like it. He said there was water everywhere spilling from creeks onto the roads and flooding yards. Yeah. National Weather Service estimates uh, 15 to 20 inches of rain in that area. Ten trillion gallons of water Ooh. fell on the Car- Carolinas. Now count your blessings. Trillion. Yeah. Having a bad day? A lot of water. Yeah, think about those people yeah. in North Carolina. At least you're not there. We didn't even get hit ba- that bad for Irma. No, no. we really didn't. Got lucky. Over to you, Fritz. Uh, so do you know much about this uh, Brett Kavanaugh uh, accuser? Uh, well, I, I know the story. Yeah. I know a little bit about her, and I know I know about the story. I find it fascinating. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I, I don't know what position to take on this. I go back and forth. I'm trying to keep an open mind to everything. And... Uh, they're all, everybody's going to lose in this particular uh, in this particular case. So, uh, more than two decades uh, ago, she says three. that three decades, thirty six years ago, she said that yeah. um, I guess at a party or right. it was in college. He was drunk. High school. Uh, high school. Jeez. So she is now uh, saying before she testifies on Capitol Hill right. uh, next week, she wants the FBI to investigate this this case. Uh, and then, just a couple hours later, Anita Hill says that the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee could be holding a, quote, sham, unquote, hearing next week. It's a mess. Without an FBI investigation. Then a couple uh, hours after that, Hillary Clinton says the White House should request an FBI investigation. And then, uh, let's see, a couple hours after that. Look, I lean Democrat. <laughs> I'm an independent. saw Hillary on TV last night. My first reaction was... You just need to go away. Shut up. You just no, I'm uh, not shut up. But you need you know, to go do good work, go do great charity work, more than you're doing right now. But as far as politics, you need to step aside. You need to step back. Yep. You know, and it's time for new blood, fresh blood. You know, people with energy. Oh, she was a terrible, terrible. You know, I think a, a highly intelligent uh, woman, senator, secretary of state, everything else. But she was a terrible presidential candidate. 
But be that as it may, I don't know what to make of the Kavanaugh thing. It's just except a lot of there's a lot of sanctimony yes. among adults, and I was thinking, how many adults who are so righteous on one side or the other in this particular story ever drove drunk? No, well, that's a good question. Because good and the and the point that I'm trying to make is, you know, how dare they? You know, charge this charge, that charge, lying here, not lying. Who's telling the truth? We don't know. And it says. How sanctimonious when when probably most of these people who have got something to say about this at one time or another, and maybe in the not too distant future, were on the on the road when they shouldn't have been putting li- people's lives in danger. And say, like, well, you know, we need to go back to these thirty six years, and I I just haven't made up my mind. I think that you know, but it's politics, and when you got politics politicians involved, then you know, Katie barred the door. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's I a, can't remember. Thirty six years ago, I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay her allegations. They're very. They're very serious. But I can't remember. Thirty six years ago, I wasn't even born. Me neither. Can't remember that. Far. Well, you can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine it. You be think hard. she'll testify on Monday? I don't think she will. Mm. Uh, they say because they say to, they're taking a vote. She has to give a written statement by Friday. She also had a lot of not demands, but a lot of asks. Apparently, you know, she she. I mean, she's asking for the FBI to get involved. Uh, Senate, I, I'm Senator not Grassley quite. I'm not, no. Maybe somebody can straighten me out on this. I'm not quite sure. They're very serious charges. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to negate or say well she's lying because I nobody knows the truth. Yeah, I don't know. But if you have a story and you wrote a letter to Congress, um, then why not tell your story? And they're offering, they're saying you could do it in private, you can do it in public. Yeah. And just tell the story. I don't know what else, you know, uh, senators are going to be gun-shy about, you know, jumping on her case because of the Anita Hill hearings from many, many years ago, if you're aware of that, which I doubt you are. I am not. You have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I don't when even. When I say Anita Hill, you don't know what I'm saying. You don't know what I'm talking. About. I know There's she's a, a a person of prominence. With a, as I say that with a question mark. I, no, I have no idea. Okay, let me take a little break. More news with Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz when we come back on Real Radio 104.1. Day off for religious observances. Back to the news with Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz. Yes, sir. Today we do have a food day. As a matter of fact, what do you got? The 19th of September, today, is National Butterscotch Pudding Day. Yeah. No, that sounds I, good. I like it. Yeah, a little whipped cream on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is, ready whip. What is butterscotch? Is it like salted caramel and something else? Or? I have no idea what it, what it really is. I like it, though. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's tasty. I mean, I'm not dying for it, but it, yeah. Brown sugar and butter. Oh, man. Is that, that what it is? so good. Yeah. Primary ingredients, brown sugar and butter. Just makes those sense, combinations. I guess. But a Werther's is not butterscotch, right? No, no, that's like yeah. a variation of caramel, I think. Is like caramel it? and butterscotch together? God, that's it's not, not good. A, it's, not a, it's not a classic butterscotch, though, the Werther's no. candies. I don't think it is. I think they're caramel. Whatever. Yeah. Original caramel hard candies. Oh, man. Yeah, I caramel. Used to okay. so much of those. All right. Let's go. Come on. All right. So Stormy Daniels has a, a book out now, as everyone knows, mostly relating to her alleged 20, 2006 encounter with Donald Trump. Uh, the book is called Full Disclosure. Yesterday, the big news was 
she said that his man parts looked like Toad from Mario Kart. <laughs> which if, if you don't know what that guy no, looks like. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking he, about. So, it's a mushroom. Yeah, he looks like a little mushroom man. And he has a huge like mushroom hat. Oh, but, you, know, you guys say a lot He's about very him. short, though. He gets angry at everything, but I bet that really sets him off. Oh, yeah. She also said he had uh, he, he was Yeti in so many words. Yeah. Why do men get so weirded out when it comes to... I think you have to be around... This okay. Because mm-hmm. I, Here we I go. was about to say, I think you have to be around a lot of penises to get over that. <laughs> no, I do. I, I think you just. I think you, right. No, I think you just have to get used to it. Look, I was in military school for three years. I mean, it's just like, okay, what's the big deal? <clears throat> you know, you just kind of you got what you got, and you know what? It, what else are you going to do? You know what else yeah, you're going to do? Stuck with it. You can't yeah, do you just else. you just live with it. As Mo says, it's not the meat; it's the motion. <laughs> so. You know, you just you just get on, but man, some guys they really get you know, and the classic insult is to, you know, is to make fun of some guys' yuts. Yep, belittle, you know, dehumanize. I think that's universal, or is that just Western? I don't, I I don't know. I think it's men, mm. man. We men get their feelings hurt all the time for as much as we want to. What be does that supposed to mean? But yep. in, <laughs> hey, butt out of this case. Calling me hey. sensitive, bro. Yeah, what do you think, man? In, uh, you know, in uh, you know, I don't know some in the Congo or men in 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 Bangladesh. I mean, do they? Is that the is that the ultimate put down among all I don't cultures? Think so. I don't think so. The ultimate male put down in the Asian cultures, they invented Kama Sutra to kind of, again not to meet the motion. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's move on. All right. Yeah. So yeah, she uh, she said that about his manhood, and also claims. Uh, he offered to help her cheat on Even the apprentice. Even that's stupid in itself, yeah, in your manhood. Yeah, calling it your manhood? Oh, yeah, I have a very big manhood. What? <laughs> Whatever, you don't know. I don't know. I don't it's, know either. It, it's something in your head that makes it feel insulting. I guess. Neuroses of some sort. Over to you, Fritz. Uh, Demetrius Mays, he is a UCF football linebacker. He has been arrested on sexual battery charges. Um, he was arrested Tuesday. He's not even a starter. No. He was accused of raping an intoxicated person who police said he met at an off-campus party. Nice uh, move, doofus. Yep. Mays yeah, said um, that she consented, but then, I guess, woke up as it was happening and said, I can't do this. And then he said, okay, I then let the victim get dressed. No, 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 no. That's not what, what she's saying. Um, he, he, he blocked the door. He you know, said, uh, don't leave. Uh, a lot of his teammates even said about, you know, as they saw him carrying her up to his room. Oh, come on. And they, they didn't like, do anything? They were, they were like, stop, stop, stop. And he said, get no, out of my way. Get something. out of my way. Yeah, well. You're not even a starter. You're not like the toughest guy in the football yeah. team. Listen, Fish, get back downstairs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, you see, you see something like that? Or you suppose, you suppose, look, this is not happening, all right? Yep. May's teammates said uh, they, they saw him taking her to his room and tried to stop him from making a, quote, a big mistake, unquote. They banged on his door for several minutes, then said the victim exited while crying. Bang on the door. Bang These on guys the door. are 6'5", they weigh 300 pounds, and they're banging. You just you bust down the doors. So open the door, dude, or we're going to bust it down, all right? Mm-hmm. And then just clobber him a couple yeah, times. Yeah, who do you think you are? You're not even a starter. You know, we're going to put... And he'll never be a starter now. Oh, my God. No, he's going to go he's to jail. Screwed. Yeah. Well, so, you lose the scholarship, you get kicked out of school, and then you go to jail. Yeah. yeah. 
As of the printing of this story, he uh, is still in the uh, Orange County Jail being held without bail. I mean, seriously, with all due respect, I mean, you know, you're supposed to do something, guys. You're supposed, and this is not supposed, you see somebody carrying a a drunk, passed out female up to the room, doors closed, locked, you break down the, you just, this is not happening, all right? Exactly. What are you going to do, sue us? Let her let her rest on the couch. You know. What are you gonna do? Tackle us? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're second string, dude. Yeah, you're only one linebacker. We're the rest of the defensive line, bro. He's 18 years old too. Like Jesus, that's young. Uh, you know, it's it's just. He's yeah, a that's ty- a quick way to to screw up your life real fast. People are stupid. stupid. Yep. Absolutely stupid. Over to you, Pinky. Thank you, sir. Speaking of sexual assault amongst football players, Jameis Winston is currently being sued. Uh, by that Uber driver that accuses him of groping her during a ride a few months back. In a lawsuit filed by the U.S. Dis- District Court for the District of Arizona, the plaintiff, identified as Kate P., states that despite Winston's three-game suspension, he issued a hollow apology and has a history of sexually hostile behavior and appears to be no closer to understanding the impact of his conduct. I don't understand, bro. Yeah, I don't understand what this, what this stems from. Can I get a little bit more news music too in the background? Yes, sir. Thank oh, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Pump but it. their behavior or Yeah, just I mean, just behavior in general. I don't know what it comes from, whether you know, you weren't instructed as a young man, look, this is the way you behave. This is uh, this will not be tolerated. I, I have no idea. I'm not sure. Bad seed, I have no idea. Maybe so. that, that warrior mentality that football players have to yeah. You know, no, I don't think it's football yeah. players, I mean. Oh yeah, true. So he'll be heading to court because that woman is not satisfied with his three-game suspension. Harvey Weinstein, he wasn't a football player. Nope. nope. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, it. you know, if he wasn't a, hadn't been a powerful uh, producer in Hollywood, nobody would give him the time of day. Mm-hmm. And he knows it. That's why he became a... Maybe that's one reason he became a, a predator. He says, well, this is the only way I can get what I want is to exercise my power over the lives of these women. You want to be an actress? Well, you're going to have to do this to be uh, to be in a movie. Because otherwise, he knows he's so damn ugly that nobody would nobody would have anything to do with him. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Weinstein. He was married at the time, so. I mean, yeah. nobody wants. With all due respect, I don't think any. Well, I was going to do something about Louis C.K. Oh. Yeah, and then he's... Well, nobody, what I'm trying to say is nobody wants to see anybody do that unless they request it, all right? True. So unless you unless somebody requests that, hey, would you? I'd like to see you do that. Nobody wants that. Women don't want to see you doing that. Especially... I don't want to say that either. <laughs> We've got to I mean, if you're Louis C.K., it's like, dude, look in the mirror. Do you think anybody really wants... I mean, get a hooker. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. You got enough money, you get a hooker and say, look, here's what I want you to do. I'm paying you enough money, I'm paying you, you know, enough money, I'm paying you thousands of dollars. I want you to make believe that you're an up-and-coming female comic and, uh, and uh, you're in my apartment and I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. okay? And you have to, oh my God, Louis C.K. Yep. You are uh, an up-and-coming, aspiring female comic, and I'm going to yeah, exactly. uh, just squash your dreams. Yeah, that's exactly. my That's my fetish. All right, here you go, and then it's over with. Hey, you did a great job. You know, here's your whatever you're paying for that particular service, and uh, see you later. And you'll never work in this town again. Well, you'll work in this town again. You just won't.
work. <laughs> Over to you, Fritz. Speaking of ride hailing <laughs> well, companies, the hookers, I mean the hookers not going to have a hard time finding work, right? No. Oh God, no. no. Well, all okay. those profession jobs. No, it's just yeah, you you're you're an actress. I mean, you fake it anyway, so fake this. There you go. Speaking I'm of, I'm just a stupid man. Fair. I'll buy into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm me, for me too. It. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, speaking <laughs> of ride hailing companies, Lyft has reached a major milestone since launching in 2012. They have now surpassed one billion rides. There are now more transportation options, uh, including uh, electric scooters. They rent out bikes. So there you go. They are uh, they're just constantly innovating over there. At we have Lyft. Lyft in this town. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. I use it all the time. What's the difference between Lyft and Uber? It's essentially the same thing, but Lyft now has this thing where they put lights on their driver's dashboard, so you know exactly which car it is. Makes it much easier to find it, and they're a little bit cheaper than. Wait a Uber. minute. They put your name on the dashboard. So they have a light that says Lyft in bright pink on the front, yeah. and then when you're sitting in the back seat. You can look ahead, and it says, like, welcome, Josh. This is your Lyft ride. Yeah, this is your life. scrolling LEDs. Is there any requirement that Lyft or Uber drivers on their cars put something on the roof of their car or on the the windshield to identify themselves as Uber or Lyft? And why not if they don't? I believe Lyft requires their drivers to. Like a Jimmy John's-type sign, you know, on top of their car. Lyft, all all of them usually have at least a sticker in the windshield. I know Uber drivers will usually do a sticker. Not all of them do, though. I don't think they have to. Yeah, but what we're, you know, unless it's an elaborate sign that you would have to pay maybe some money for, what would prevent anybody from just going to the copy machine and just, you know, printing out Lyft and sticking it on their windshield? I don't know, but that probably happened. Yeah, but then you would have to drive people around hey, town. get in. I'm an Uber driver. <laughs> oh, okay. Honest. This guy looks like a uh, trustworthy. Yeah. yeah, get in. Where's your phone with the GPS on? Oh, never mind. Yeah, so li- uh, um, Lyft... You can sit in front of it. Let me move the book, the life story of Ted Bundy. Uh, you know, put it in the glove <laughs> compartment. Sorry, okay, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah cloud outfits in the way, you know. Fast I'm, reading. Uh, I'm a true crime junkie, sorry. <laughs> Never mind all of that bleach in the backseat. Uh, on over to you, Pinky Man. Thank you, sir. Michael Jordan is donating $2 million to Hurricane Florence Relief. Good for him. Because why not? He's got the money. He might as well do he it. still got that little Hitler mustache? I is he still not. sporting I that thing? I think he might. He was apparently raised in Wilmington, North Carolina. So yeah. nice right. He's given $2 million to American Red Cross and Foundation for the Carolinas. Yeah, he had that mustache when he was doing all those Hanes commercials. I'll find out for you. Over He's to trying you, to make up for that, killing the dreams of that high school or college baseball player who never got a shot. Yeah, you think exactly. That guy sits in a bar every every night. He's like, I could have been a star. I don't know if it's a guy. I truly believe, and I've I've talked about this time and time again. I truly believe there's at least one individual out there who didn't get a shot at the majors because Michael Jordan said, well, you know, my basketball career is over with, so yeah, I want to try to be a baseball player. Nobody had enough nerve because they wanted to put fannies in the seats. It's like, dude, you're not great. You know, you're one of the best ever basketball players, but you're not baseball material, all right? You're just not. <laughs> he kept that going for like, a what, three years too? So, I mean, it's a legi- legitimate question. You only have a certain number of people who can put on a roster, and there were some kids say, oh, I'm going to go play with the uh, – you know, the, uh, the the Milktown Cows, you know, in the minor leagues, but I can't because Michael Jordan has taken a spot. Yeah, not today, Jimmy. Ruining the dreams mm. of some poor small-town kid. 
Well, he hit a home run one time, though. I think he hit three of them, so that's cool. You can Ooh. say he did that. Yeah, but you I got that kid who never got that chance to say, well, I could have hit ten. Yeah. Yeah, screw you, Michael. You and uh, your millions. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> Thank you for donating, jerk. Over to you, Fritz. <laughs> hey, Burt Reynolds, uh, he has, I guess the estate has uh, released his will. Oh, no kidding. So his son, Quentin Anderson Reynolds, is not um, being appointed the benefactor. He is leaving it what? to his niece, Nancy Lee Brown Hess, um, to, I guess, dole out all of his his you know wishes. But what happened? Was that Lonnie? Was, was Lonnie yeah. Anderson's uh, and uh, Bert's son? Correct. Yeah. What um, happened? Well, it's not like he's getting cut out, but he, he uh, Burt Reynolds created a trust which gives him all of the goods, but without estate taxes. So it was so he to get have to pay, around the red tape. Yeah, he doesn't have to pay taxes on it. Uh, Burt put all of his uh, possessions in the Save trust. Save that for Monday for Stephen Kramer, because none of us understand that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's do we, fair. Do we, can, can no, we I don't totally no, understand I don't. it. Law? Casey, you have any idea what that's all about? Uh, I, I don't have a clue. Nah. You go to law school at all? No. All right. A lot of things are in quotes. Class. Yeah. Anyway, he signed the will in 2011. Does he look like Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds? Quentin Anderson Reynolds. Oh, uh, let me check. Or does he look more like Lonnie Anderson? He has the same toupee? Well, I mean, both are pretty Burt good Burt Reynolds looking. had a good toupee. Yeah, he did. Did he Did he have the toupee in Sharky's machine? Uh, no, I think it was a, a comb down. A comb, a comb, comb I think down, maybe. Down. I'm not quite sure. I never saw a Sharky's machine. He, Me neither. Uh, I don't think he looked. He looks more like Lonnie Anderson, I think. Really? Yeah. He doesn't really look good. like either of them, but he's 30 years old. God, he looks a lot younger. And he yeah. has no mustache. Mm-mm. Oh, Yeah, Casey asked who who Burt Reynolds left his mustache to. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. That's a, that's a funny line. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Iconic mustache. <laughs> and then when I said, I don't think he left it for uh, anyone, Casey called him a prick. <laughs> Selfish prick. Well, I mean, that's a legendary mustache. If he's not going to pass it down to the next generation, what, oh, what's it all about? Should have gone to the Smithsonian. Yeah. I oh, think that some of that stuff great. the no. Smithsonian has. Yeah, to be buried with it. <laughs> but that cowboy hat with the Florida emblem yeah, on the front. Cool yeah. hat. Yeah, it was cool, wasn't it? I'd love to have one of those. He was a yeah. Florida boy. All right, another story or two or birthdays, whatever right. you want to do. Uh, I can do birthdays. I all got right. them all right here. Let's go with number one, Jeremy Irons. Uh, 72. 75? 78. Jim is closer. 70. Thank you. You people, you went too high. I cut off the tip of my pinky finger to have his voice. Yeah. Jeremy yes. Irons. Remember Claus Van Bulow? Oh, I know what I'm talking about? No, yes. no, no, no idea. Jeremy Irons. I don't even know what Casey, he Casey, see like. if you can find the audio of uh, Jeremy Irons playing Claus Van Bulow. He was in The Lion King as well. Points. Yeah, what else? All right. Uh, let's see. Not a whole lot of two famous people. Are you familiar with one Trisha Yearwood? Yes. All right. Trisha Yearwood. 48. Um, yeah, she's not far. 45? 42? Should have gone higher. 54 oh, years old. Oh, it's two out of three. Come on, bring it home. I'm going to close right. this up. Here we it's go. Great. TV yeah. personality James Lipton of Inside the Actors oh, Studio. Jesus, is he still alive? <laughs> yes. He doesn't do that anymore, though. No, he doesn't. Uh, uh, 83. 81. Oh. Uh, 86. Casey gets it. He's 92. 92? Yes. Oh, 
Also, Jimmy Fallon is 44. There you go. Thank you, guys. Good job today. We'll take a little break. Don't forget that bonus round of closest to the pin. Casey's going to open up the lines. He will choose one of you at random. You will either choose Mr. Pinkman or Mr. Fritz to win that bonus round. If you win, choose correctly. Good fortune for the rest of your life. If you choose incorrectly, bad luck for 24 hours. All upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. We promise not to send pictures of our naked body unless, you know, you're into that kind of thing. Facebook slash Real Radio Orlando. Making feminine hearts flutter. From the. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! All right, you don't have to text us anymore. We get it now that, what is his name, Quinn? Quentin, uh, Burt Reynolds' son, was adopted. Yes. All right, we get it now. Now we know. Now we know why he doesn't look like uh, Burt Reynolds or Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> nope. No Just like Don DeLuise. <laughs> All right, uh, time for that bonus round of closest to the pin. Uh, Sean's on the line. Let's see. Uh, all right, Sean, you can pick uh, Mr. Pinkman or Mr. Fritz to win this bonus round. You choose correctly. Good fortune for the rest of your life. Choose incorrectly. Bad luck for 24 hours. What do you want to do? Can I play against Pinkman? No, you cannot. All right, uh, Fritz is due. I'll take him. You're oh, taking Fritz. You. Okay, he's taking Fritz. Who goes to the soundproof booth? I think that means think he leaves. Yep. All right, Fritz, go to the soundproof booth. <laughs> Mr. Pinkman. All right. Good luck to you, Sean. I hope you pick correctly. Here we go. Casey, will you Who did he pick, me? Fritz? Yes. yes. All, right. All right, I got 10 questions for you, Pinky, including the crow question at the end. Are you ready? I Casey, think you so. need to keep score and time. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. All right, oh, multitasking. Muy importante, mi amigo. Hey. Here we go. Uh, three, two, one, begin. Pinkman, Republican Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, joked that if his Democratic opponent wins in November, that barbecue will be declared illegal. How old is Ted Cruz? He is 48. Sonny's Barbecue, headquartered in Maitland, has how many restaurants in the Southeast? Uh, 30. Actor Don Johnson played Sonny Crockett on the hit TV show Miami Vice that debuted in what year? 1982. How old is Don Johnson? He is 74. Vito Corleone, the Don, was played by both Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando in the Godfather movies. Marlon Brando died in what year? Uh, 2003. Mario Puzo wrote the novel called The Godfather and was first published in what year? 1963. The paperback version of The Godfather runs how many pages? Uh, 423. Paperback Writer is a Beatles song released in what year? 1967. How old is Paul McCartney? He is 81. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Paul McCartney was a crow in Liverpool, England, his place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles straight to reach Blackpool, England? 68. Time. All oh, right, boy. there we go. All right, hold on. Bring in Mr. Fritz. There we go. Let me write that down. Oh, he's down. going down for sure. You never know. That's true. All right, Fritz, Sean has picked you to win this bonus round of closest to the pin. Are Thank you me. ready? I've got yep. 10 questions for you, including the crow question at the end. Here we go. Ready. Casey, once again, countdown to keep score for Fritz, please. Three, 
Two, one, begin. Fritz, Republican Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, joked that if his Democratic opponent wins in November, that barbecue will be declared illegal. How old is Ted Cruz? 52. Sonny's Barbecue, headquartered in Maitland, has how many restaurants in the southeast? 2,300. Actor Don Johnson played Sonny Crockett on the hit TV show Miami Vice that debuted in what year? Miami Vice, 1984. How old is Don Johnson? He is 69. Vidya Avito Corleone, the Don, was played by both Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando in the Godfather movies. Marlon Brando died in what year? Marlon Brando died in 2002. Mario Puzo wrote the novel called The Godfather and was first published in what year? 1947. The paperback version of The Godfather runs how many pages? 210. Paperback Writer is a Beatles song released in what year? 1965. How old is Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney, 75. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Paul McCartney was a crow in Liverpool, England, his place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles straight to reach Blackpool, England? Oh, Blackpool. I'm going to say 90. Time? Oh, man. Score the game. How old is Ted Cruz? Uh, Pinkman said. 48. And Fritz? 52. He's 47. Sonny's Barbecue. It's headquartered in Maitland, by the way. Has how many restaurants in the southeast? Pinkman said. 30. And uh, Fritz? 2,300. That's a lot of restaurants, Fritz. It's 113. Damn. All right. All right. A lot of ribs. Actor John Johnson <laughs> played Sonny Crockett. Get the connection? Yes. On the hit TV show Miami Vice that debuted in what year? Pinkman said. 1982. And Fritz? 1984. Right on the money. 1984. Whoa. Yes. Oh, Damn it, George Orwell. How old is Don Johnson? Pinkman said. 74. And Fritz? 69. 68. Oh, well, he looks Vito older. Corleone, <laughs> the Don, played by Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando in the Godfather movies. Marlon Brando died in what year? Pinkman said. 2003. And Fritz? 2002. Off by one, 2004. Whoa! Mario yeah. Puzo wrote the novel called The Godfather. That was first published in what year? Pinkman said. 1963. And Fritz? 1947. 1969. Oh, Pinky. Yeah, the paperback version of The Godfather runs how many pages? Pinkman said. 423. And Fritz? 210. Not too far off. 446. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. Three to go. Paperback writer. You know, for all these years, mm-hmm. stupid me, I'm just, you know, I just don't make any connections sometimes. You would think paperback writer, writer with a W, right? Mm-hmm. I always thought it was R I D E R. Ah, paperback writer, and I could never figure it out. Why would a paper? Why would you write a paperback? <laughs> Just cruising down the street on a novella. <laughs> paperback <laughs> writer. It's absolutely true. It's just like, and, and this morning when I'm doing this, I go like, "Well, hello, duh." <laughs> paperback writer is a Beatles song released in what year? Pinkman said 1967. And Fritz 1965. 1960. Six. They split oh, it. Oh, they split oh, it. Man. Oh, man. I thought for sure it was 65. I thought for sure it was 67. How old is Paul McCartney, Pinkman said? 81. Fritz? 75. Off by one. 76. Oh. Well, he looks Fritz. older. What's the score? Do we have any idea there, Casey? Uh, Pinky's in the lead. He has six correct. Oh, wait, no. Four correct with the tie, and uh, Fritz has three with the tie. Oh, my Let's get down to this final question, the crow question. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Paul McCartney was a crow in Liverpool, England, his place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles straight to reach Blackpool? Not around, but straight. As the crow flies, Pinkman said. 65. 
and Fritz. 90. Actually, Paul McCartney would have to fly a total of to reach uh, Blackpool from Liverpool. Straight across. 28 miles. Wow. Ah, Pinkman. Oh, that's a Glenn's quick handle. trot it is. Uh-huh. If you go around, if, if you go over the water, it's 28 miles. If you go around, it's 56, 57, oh, something that like that. Huh. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry, Sean. I there you go. You let him I down. Am. Sorry, Sean. Bad luck for you. 24 hours of bad luck for you starts right now. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, oh. hand grenades, and closest to the pin. It's a real stretch, though, from Don Johnson to Vito Corleone. I liked it, though. It worked. Didn't uh, Marlon Brando, isn't there a new film out? Uh, maybe it's not new, but it's it's all of his old uh, recordings, basically him telling his entire life story and, like, home footage and... Anyway, he was, he was his biggest job of the hut before he died. He yeah. was, you know, I mean, you see him in Streetcar Named Desire and some of these other movies. Electrifying. You know, like a lot of us, you know, in our younger years, we're slim, we're trim, we're good looking. And he just, man, he he just exploded. He didn't care anymore. I think you might be right. I think after a while, he said, I don't care. You know, time's running out. What do I care? Didn't yeah. he have a, a McDonald's big, on big his? load. He had like a personal McDonald's or a chef on his island who would only just make a Big Macs. Oh, I don't know if that's true. He used to be on Larry King all the time. Then he kissed Larry King, and I was like, dude, like, what are you thinking? On I the mean, lips? Yeah, I think so. Ooh. Dude, he yeah. hooked up with Richard Pryor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lucky that bastard. story? What? Quincy Jones said so. Said what? That Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando spent an evening together, if you will. Oh, so did, uh, what's his name? With... With what's his name? David Bowie and Mick Jagger? Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie are not gay. Why not? Because the the guy Mm -hmm. who created him came out and said, they're puppets, they're not gay. He doesn't know. Yeah, exactly. No, I thought another guy said they are gay. Yeah, the guy that wrote What difference does it make anyway? It doesn't make any What are you going to tell me next? Kukla, Fran, and Ollie weren't gay? Weren't, uh, uh, weren't, didn't have some sexual orientation? Oh, you know they Punch and Judy? Sex scene going to be on Sesame Street anytime soon. No, I just find it. What difference does it make? I I find it fascinating that this guy has to come out and even say that. Who cares? I don't know. Yeah, find it somewhat interesting. He says uh, puppets. I don't care. I mean, I don't care about anybody's sexual orientation. Yeah, his his argument over that a long time ago. His argument was that puppets can't have a sexual orientation. Why not? I don't know. Well, Kermit and Piggy married. Thank you. Oh, man. They're, yeah, they're Case not going to be. That's an uh, interspecies. Yeah, but too. you can get married and <laughs> not have a sexual orientation, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I don't know. You're asexual. You can still get married. Yeah. Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Phillips fell for a Wednesday. Mo should be back with us tomorrow. Jack should be back with us tomorrow, I think, unless they extend their manager's meeting. Might be having too much of a good time <laughs> wherever they are. They're like, oh, let them keep flopping around on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll come back. Oh, yeah, oh, that was very serious uh, manager's meeting, you know, flip charts and graphs and all that kind of stuff. They're just over there sitting on the beach somewhere, going bowling. Oh, that sounds It's like a team-building activity. <laughs> bowling? Ah, uh-huh. yeah. drinking liters of beers and mixed yeah. drinks. Get uh, work together. Uh, empty that pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game chugging contest. So, do we get any feedback on flooded cars? Oh, 
Let's see. There doesn't, was doesn't sound like we got a lot of feedback on that. But. I didn't get any calls. No, I was just wondering. I mean, uh, there are going to be thousands of these cars that are ruined because of the flooding in the Carolinas. And you know some of these cars somehow are going to make it to the marketplace. Or does somebody come along and buy them and ship them to unsuspecting uh, buyers in South America? I have no idea. I don't think they're all trashed and crumpled. And Well, I mean, in the past, you could sell like car parts um, if if it was metal, but now cars are plastic and metal composites. So I don't know if you can do that anymore. Can you? I have no idea. I, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, I would imagine there's some unscrupulous people out there saying, I'll take that car for your hands. Well, it's not, you know, it's not worth anything. You have flooded. Well, I'll buy it for, say, a few hundred dollars. So we take it off your hands and then they clean it up. And how do you tell if it's been, Water damaged. We did get one text. Oh, boy. Seven seven zero. Great reaction, huh, Jim? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Powered by Sutherland Nissan. More people were upset about uh, Quentin Anderson Reynolds than the uh, flooded cars, but this person said <laughs> they've read to pull the carpet back by the gas slash brake pedals. You'll see dry mud or a water line if the car has been submerged. Additionally, look under the seats with a light and mirror for dried mud okay. or pull the molding up on the door jam where the carpet meets the plastic. Okay. Like they did in the French Connection. You ever see that movie? No. Uh, Is that about running drugs? uh, Well, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't know what. Jim looked immediately annoyed and just over (laughs) us. I didn't want to. (laughs) I don't want to give anything away. It's a good movie. A great Gene Hackman movie. One of the best car chases. Uh, Movie car chases of all time. Not as good as Bullet. Bullet's a badass car chase, man. I want that car. That baby driver. Oh, that's that newer one. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. So I don't. I don't want to say anything about the French Connection because whatever. What year did that come out? Do you think sixty-eight? I've got the real answer if you want to keep guessing. So it's not sixty-eight, uh-huh. correct? Sixty-seven. No, sixty-nine. You're getting closer. Seventy. Closer. With Roy Scheider, seventy-one points before Roy, Roy Scheider was in Jaws, correct? Which came out in seventy-five points. Oh, this guy throwing movie knowledge out here. I think he did. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'll no, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I'm going to look it up when I get Gene home. Hackman, who played a detective, a uh, pattern after a real detective in uh, in New York, a uh, pork pie hat. Yeah, it's a cool looking hat. That's, that's what, a pork pie. That's what those are called. Looks good huh? on him. Yeah, don't be confused well, about the... what some people say is a pork pie. So it's it's got like a flat brim, but it's still kind of upturned. Pork pie's round, kind of you know, it's yeah, round, ovalish, not a trioval, but less than round. You wouldn't want to, and uh, and the brim of a pork pie hat is usually is worn, should be worn, brim all the way up, yeah, all the way around. Well, that's in uh, Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston. That's a pork pie. Wearing that. That's a pork pie hat as well. I like pork pie hats. The only thing, I mean, when I think pork pie, I think of a drum company called called Pork Pie. So I, I was like, oh, that's a good name, Pork Pie. I didn't know it was a hat. I didn't know it was a hat that looked this good. Let me just say that. Yeah, I used to wear them. Was that your favorite type of hat? I like a pork pie hat, yeah. The first thing I learned from you, I think, uh, helping out on this show was uh, the difference between a cap and a hat. Yeah, men wear hats and boys wear caps. And I was wearing a cap. <laughs> which, which is which is all right. And you never put a hat, uh, you know, you take it, number one, you shouldn't wear it in a in a restaurant. 
You know, if you go to a diner someplace, that's fine, of course. <laughs> Fast food place, you know, you wear a cap, that's cool. But you're going to fine dining restaurant, you know, where you're paying, you know, decent money for a good meal. You should, should always take your hat off. And if you go to one of those places, you shouldn't walk in with a cap anyway. Mm-hmm. Had to tell the shot doctor that earlier. Yeah, shot oh. doctor went to a place today and said, and it was one of those places, a gentleman would take off his hat, would take off his cap. No. I don't think I've ever seen him without a hat. I have one time, and it was when nope. he was showing me the sock inside his hat that <laughs> keeps it stiff. Looks like uh, Dwight Eisenhower. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, bit. he does. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> It looks like time, uh, President Eisenhower. The only time I saw him without a hat was when uh, I think we were all eating together. Oh, that's true. That one time, and then I wasn't wearing my hat either because he walked in and... Well, you don't wear your hat in a place like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I dined there once and I saw a guy with a cap on. Uh-oh. And well, it's he, not my place. I mean, oh. you know, but you just want to say, dude, what are you, you know, what are you doing? I mean, come mm. on. He actually took his off, and as he was doing that, I go, that's a good idea. And then I saw you walk in, and I was like, ah! Yeah, you gotta yeah, you gotta remove your 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 hat, your cap in a place like that. So thankfully for him, What's I, I gonna didn't say? get yelled at. And if you had a hat hat, not a cap, but a hat, you always place it uh you don't place it topside down. Why is that? Because it'll ruin the crown of the hat. That makes sense. Yeah. I thought in cowboy hats you do though. No. Cowboy hats are flat like Yeah, you always put it on the on the the whole side down. Oh, okay. So, like the table's wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, exactly. Mm, okay, all right. I thought for sure. Yeah, no, no, because if you put it the other way, then it then it messes up the the crown, the the top of the hat. Interesting. Does that happen a lot with cowboy hats? I have no idea. Because you properly store your cowboy hats. I try. So, did I give you bad information? So, when you borrowed mine. You stored it the wrong way? Oh, my God, yes. Because oh, when it came oh. back, it didn't look right. There was something about it. I said, <laughs> These hats don't look right. <laughs> I something happened here. You know, where you you just know, I, I'm not sure what it is, but what happened here? I could have sworn that's what you told me. I'm sorry. To be fair, I saw him wear that hat, and he may have drummed a little too hard that evening. <laughs> oh, you would have been proud of me. That's for damn sure, Jim. Fritz was putting on a Western, uh, what, a country Western show doing a George Strait Yes, sir. Concert. Who we? I was King George Strait. Covering I... songs, George <laughs> uh, Strait songs. Yep. I enjoyed every second of it. Uh, we did all the hits. We did All My Exes. We did Troubadour. So many good ones. I think the, the person right after you did Alan Jackson, mm-hmm. right? No. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Directly after. No. Two after. Yeah. But. Yeah, that was so what was it? Too. Country night at Will's Pub. Yeah, yeah it, was. it was called Watermelon. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah, it was all '90s country covers. Uh, Jesse Martin's Joseph's wife did Dixie Chicks with another performer. And when she heard that I was wearing your hat, she took it off of my head and uh, performed the entire set wearing your hat. She was like, "That's Jim Phillips' hat," and I go, "Yeah." And she goes, "Joik." That's bad form. Oh, oh, you shouldn't have. Told you never. Him. No, you never ever. In all seriousness, you never touch another man's hat. That's what I thought. Like sometimes a man, you know, if they wear hats, they'll put it, you know, they come into the office, they put it here, they put it there, and say, hey, look at that. And they, you see them reaching for it and say, don't do it. You slapped their hand. Yeah. She snatched it right off my head. Then I, I went, no, 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 no. You never, t- you never, t- you, in all seriousness, that's, that's hat etiquette. You never touch another man's hat. Well, she without, was- certainly without their permission. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was weird not wearing a hat because I like wearing hats. And anybody with any sense would would you know they would never say, "Hey, can I uh, put on your hat?" Yeah, and then it's awkward, like, "Hey, can I have my hat back?" <laughs> no, you got, and you got to be ready. You got to be. You got to. I can't remember what the line is, but there's a particular line you're supposed to use if somebody grabs your hat, puts it on their head. Is it or, the, or you or you know they grab their hat and they're ready to put it on their head? Mm-hmm. You got to say something to say this is. Don't do it. Is it the do, same? Do not proceed with this. Is it along the lines of you know? Uh, can I borrow your wife? Kind of line. No, it's going to be you put you know <laughs> you're going to yeah, hands off the hat or your asses on the floor. It's one of those things. <laughs> oh, a tough cowboy. Yeah, thing. it is a two hit match. Yeah, cowboys. You know, real cowboys. You, you, you would never. No, you would. Yeah. You just don't do it. Not I would today, never want. Yeah, I wouldn't want to touch an, another guy's. You wouldn't hat. put on another guy's cap, would you? Yeah, no, that was a gross. Jeez, no. But what is it about a hat? Oh, I never see myself in a cowboy hat. You know, you plop, plop it on your head. It's like, no, you don't do that. Probably the novelty of it all. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, that's think I'll take it. Yeah, look at me. Hop along. Yeah. <laughs> howdy. Boy, howdy. Hey, look at me. I'm a, I'm a Bronco buster. Wowie. It's the Phillips File on Real. <laughs> Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Let's get a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. The Hong Kong-based airline Cathay Pacific spelled their own name wrong on their own plane, leaving out the F in Pacific. Does no one proofread anymore? Next, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is cracking down on improper use of commas. Silly, Mike, worrying about grammatical issues when his boss is illiterate. Finally, the bus drivers union in Columbus, Ohio is threatening a strike over the city's plans for driverless buses. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Eye Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. When your obligation to care has been fulfilled. It'd be fun if I sound like an idiot. 407-916-1041. Toll free 888-978-1041. Real Radio. 104.1. You are listening to The Phillips File, where horrible news is reported horribly. Real Radio! 104.1! Wow! Yeah, never reach for or try to put on another man's hat. That's uh, just bad news. As a matter of fact, Casey, see if you can find it. There's a clip of Jeff Bridges from the movie, I think it's Hickok, where he walks into a saloon and something about the hat and... And you find out what happens. Let's get to these calls. People have some information about flooded cars. Because there are thousands of these cars that are flooded. You know they're going to come to the marketplace, some of them. There'll be some poor schmuck out there. He says, oh, that's a great deal Mm -hmm. on a whatever. And uh, before you know it, boom, they've bought one of these cars that was, you know, 10 feet underwater in Fayetteville. Austin, go ahead. You're on Real Radio. Hey, what's up, Files? Talk to us about these flooded cars. How do you avoid them? Well, there's really no way. I mean, I went into a YouTube wormhole one day about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically, the insurance company will auction off the car to recoup some of their money. And then the auction company sells it to, a lot of times, these mom-and-pop car places. They'll go and purchase these cars. Right. So they'll replace the interiors and maybe even get it running. And then you know, put it back out for sale. Uh, there's really no way to know. It will be probably a salvage title. So, I mean, that is one way to tell. But 
you know, a flooded car could be just the floorboards were underwater and, you know, the carpet needs to be replaced. Yeah. Or it could be completely underwater and then, you know, you're in a whole heap of trouble later on down the line, um, start having electrical problems and stuff like that. So, I mean, basically stay away from any car that, that says salvage title or, or um, anything that hints to flooding. There's a weird smell. Or, or anything like that. Walk away. And his car smells like catfish. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good yeah. advice. I mean, I don't... Salvage title. Hey, well, you, you, you wouldn't think it would be worth the effort, unless I could pick it up for next to nothing, you know, to clean up a car to sell it, right? Yeah, it's got to be a sweet deal. There's even no way that. you could get rid of everything. You just have to know where to look. Somebody, what, suggested before you pull back the carpet or whatever and look at the uh, brake pedals or the clutch pedal. Yeah, to see if it's rusted Got or has... some mud down there. Yeah. Hey, what's this mud? That's crazy. Just Casey, you find that clip? I think we have. I All think right. we got it. So you remember, I got some other rules about hats, but uh, I don't even know where this started. I was, uh, yeah, Fritz wearing my cowboy hat, uh, doing a George Strait cover uh, concert, something like that, mm-hmm. and then uh, somebody uh, took my hat from his head and put it on their head. And that's uh, that's just uh, that's uh, that's a that's a that's a hat no no. Here's Jeff Bridges. Got it. Yep. I don't see no reason why a man come in here and insult me. Ever touch another man's hat? There you go. God, that's a badass <laughs> scene. The whole room. That's a that's a badass movie. I mean, he murdered the entire room of people. Oh, they the, had it coming. Touched his hat. No, 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 no. They were ready to draw on him. Oh yeah, the dude was g- walking back, ready to draw on him. Then the other guy grabs his hat, so he backhand slaps him across the face and just shoots all. It's Wild Bill Hickok. I they should have yeah. known better anyway. Fastest gun in the West. Play so, that again. All right, so here we that's go. That's a good movie. If, if you know, figured if you like gunplay, a Western gunplay, this is a great movie because he's he's shooting everybody. I got to watch two <laughs> movies now. Yeah. Nice and loud. I don't see no reason why a man come in here and insult me. How many pistols does he have? Because it sounds like he fired about 12 times. He only had one pistol. (laughs) It makes sense. Well, maybe it's the gunfire from... Somebody else's Yeah, pistol. the other guys were shooting at him. Uh, were they? It just seems like whenever... Why is it that they never show anyone reloading? Is it just it's boring and it's just it's understood? That could be it. It's not really... I mean, because it's not as interesting as seeing just the constant bullets flying. Well, you know, if you have a semi-automatic pistol... Right. Not to get 
too deep in the woods. <laughs> but if you have a semi-automatic, I've seen that. You know, they they they, they drop the clip uh-huh. and slap another one up there, and you know, slide uh, another bullet in, then fire, fire, fire. Yeah, but, but that's when cool. it comes to these cowboy pistols, which are revolvers, uh-huh. yeah, you never see them reloading yeah. because they'd be so damn nervous anyway. It'd be like Barney uh, Fife, you know, <laughs> trying to put a bullet in the revolver and oh, trying to put it in the falling all over the put place, it, trying to put all those bullets into the cylinder. Yeah, it's a very it's. Yeah, it's hard to do when you got the nerves, you know, you got the yeah. shakes. They should be able to get it done in six shots. Yeah, it's a badass movie, too. Hickok. Hickok? Yeah. How do you spell it? H I C K O K or K O C or H I C K O K. K O K O K. H I C K O K. Yeah, so you gotta watch that one too. Okay, French Connection and Hickok. Yeah, with Jeff Bridges. Is there any others? Movies? Now that I got yeah, well, oh, there are plenty of movies. I've, I've got my notepad out. So I can take notes. There are a bunch of movies I've never seen, and I have no desire to. I've never seen Sound of Music the whole way through. You've seen Titanic. Uh, you hate it. I thought it was one of the worst movies of that year. 98. And now if I had been a 14-year-old girl at the time, <laughs> I think I would have loved it. Which my but sister I was at that time. Mm-hmm. That was uh, annoying. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was annoying. Um, yeah, I've never seen uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory the, the or- whole way through. I have no interest. The original? With Gene Wilder? Yeah. No. It's my no. favorite musical, no. I think. I mean, no. If you're, no. <laughs> when did that come out? 71. All right. Well, I was of a certain age. So I had a little interest. Mm-hmm. However, I was probably very stoned at the time, all the time at that age. So you think I would have gone to see that movie? You but I did. Chocolate room. Oh. Yeah, never seen that the whole way through. That was actual chocolate in that room, and by day three, it smelled like hell. Yeah, <laughs> I, I may have no seen curl. more of the sound of music than uh, than Willy Wonka. Oh, Willy Wonka is better. Not that I've seen Sound of Music. I haven't seen Sound of Music, but I will say Willy Wonka is better. Because it's darker. I mean, a classic motion picture that people talk about that you've never seen. Oh, classic. Um, Where you go, geez, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I never Casablanca. Saw that. You've never seen Casablanca? No. If you see it, you'll go, what's the big deal right. about this movie? Here's the thing. How long back, I mean, how many years are we going and go way back. Just I mean, there's some great motion pictures that Gone with made. the Wind. I've never seen Gone with but the you Wind. But you have to. Yeah. What? Me neither. No, I've, I've never, never seen Gone with the Wind. Come on. Come on, stop pulling. Come on. Come I'm not. On. I swear <laughs> to God. Why would I Why would I put this on? I, I've, I've never seen that movie. Citizen Kane, you've seen. I have oh, not. I've, I've seen in. I have I have seen bits and pieces of that on the, whole the list. Thing. Okay. I've seen that. That one is number one on the uh, AFI list. You should see that. It's a terrific motion picture. It's black is. and white, but it's still a terrific motion picture. But you have to, to a certain degree, you have to put yourself in the era of when the movie was made. Yep. I don't mind black and white. You watch a, a, a Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers movie, you know, where they're dancing and this and that, whatever. You, you know, you look at it in the year 2018 and say, what is this all about? But if you go, so, okay, it's 1938, 39, you know, you go, that was pretty cool. 41 Citizen Kane came out. Yeah. When did Willy Wonka come out? Was that right? 71. Yeah. Yes. Never saw it all the way through. It's no Citizen Kane, I'll tell you that. God, those songs in that movie are just ridiculous. Chinatown, you seen Chinatown? Mm, I, nope. Oh, come on, bro. That's really even I've really seen bad. Chinatown. Oh, well, cool. Mm. You're awesome. Shut up. 
Jeez. Chinatown. Classic, uh, classic scene in Chinatown. We talked about it yesterday, as a matter of fact, when that goof George called. Oh, yeah. When uh, Roman Polanski, who plays a gangster in the movie, I think he direct, did he direct the movie? I don't know. I think he did, yeah. Really? And he comes on Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is a private detective, right? Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson is checking this or checking that, and all of a sudden, hey, something, he had something, uh, the line was something like, hey, kitty cat, referring to Jack Nicholson. And it's this, uh, and it's Roman Polanski. I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it. Roman Polanski did direct it. And he had a very short, very small part in the movie as well. Let me just say stiletto. Oh, yeah. Um, knife. Okay. Right. Ooh. Stiletto knife. Can we talk about it? I mean, it's Why been not? long enough. I it's think. one of yeah. those scenes in a movie where you go, you, 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 you yeah, shy away. I've seen it a couple of times, and I don't want to. Okay, I, I, I've seen it before. I don't need to see it again. A lot. Of I know talk. what happens here. I'll give you the. All right, if you don't want to hear what happened, I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> so Roman Polanski's a gangster type, right? Mm-hmm. He's a weaselly looking. Yeah, Roman Polanski has that look. Yeah. Jack Nicholson is a private eye. It's a classic motion picture set in the 1940s, I believe. In California, stunning movie. So anyway, uh, it's at I believe it's at night. Yes, and uh, Roman Polanski in the character comes upon Jack Nicholson and something to the effect, "Hey, kitty cat, what's up, kitty cat?" And all of a sudden, Jack Nicholson is there up against a, uh, a chain link fence, and Roman Polanski pulls out a stiletto, right, and puts it inside Jack Nicholson's nostrils, one of his nostrils, Ooh. and pops it back. <gasps> Jeez. Ah! And he's got a Band-Aid on for the rest of the movie. He's got Jack Nicholson. (laughs) True, Jack Nicholson has a Band-Aid and stitches on one side of his nose for the remainder of the movie. But every time you see that scene, you know what's coming. You go, oh, yeah. Oh, God. I don't need to go there. Yeah, anything like... Popped it like a grape. Oh, God. I would imagine you can do... You don't have to see the movie. During the break... Check it out on YouTube. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's there. I have the video pulled up. Can we? Can we? Can I hear it at least, or should I watch it? Well, I don't know if the, I don't know if there's a lot to. I mean, you don't hear it. Here you go. You're a very nosy fellow, kitty cat, huh? You know what happens to nosy fellows? Oh. Huh? No. Wanna guess? Huh? No. Okay. They lose their noses. Ooh. Ah! Ah! Yeah, you're a nosy fella, kitty cat. Nosy. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's a pretty well-done scene. Oh. It is a well-done scene. It's a well-done movie. This it's a is... good movie. The, the sequel was uh, not very good. This is a highly regarded movie, too. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. One of my favorites. Very one of my good. top 10 right. favorites. Should I watch that one first, then? Then opposed to what? Uh, Citizen Kane? or Citizen any... Kane is just a classic motion picture. Everybody should see Citizen Kane. I, I really like Orson Welles because of his uh, you know, um, Mercury his... Theater and then Campbell Theater. Um, okay. I have Chinatown on Blu-ray if you want to borrow it. Oh, look at me. I'm so cool. Oh my God. <laughs> this guy is so aggressive. <laughs> You've oh. seen The Usual Suspects. Yeah, I saw that one just the other day. Actually, because you were talking about it on air. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. That's, a, right, that's a great good. movie. Anything else? Nope, I think we're done. Okay. <laughs> you wanted, just don't want to admit to any movies you haven't seen. Where I'm going to roll my eyes. I, and I have not seen... Have a sense uh, of disgust on my face because we, we haven't go. seen the movie. We could be doing I haven't this seen all Casablanca. Day. I haven't seen Grapes of Wrath. I know people that will not... What? Have not seen Grapes... Wait. No, I'm thinking Gone with the Wind. That one I have not seen. 
I haven't seen that's that worth saying. Just be yeah. All right, I'll write it down. But I know people that will not see a, a movie that is black and white. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't bother me at all. When you look at a photograph that's uh, that's not in color. It's, it's just the pacing, I think. It's just mm. it was a different time, and people talked more relaxed and that mid-Atlantic accent. See, more musical breaks. Yeah. What's? Can you give me that mid-Atlantic accent again? Well, sure. Men talked like this, and the women talked like this. It was, it was that mid-Atlantic accent. Back to you, Jim. <laughs> it was a fakey made-up accent. Oh, you have a problem with their accent? <laughs> it was just, it was a Hollywood accent. Two great so cats for you. There yeah. was a sense of, yeah, in many of these movies, it, they're acting as if they are on stage. Right. Oh, well, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. that makes sense. But, so, yeah. that's the way they acted at the time. I would imagine in 50 years, people look back on movies that are made this year and go, what were they thinking? I actually, <laughs> yeah. I think Marlon Brando was the first actor to openly say, I'm not going to do that crap, in so many words, uh, when he um, starred in A Streetcar Named Desire. Because he, he comes in like a bat out of hell that first scene, man. He is captivating. He's absolutely magnetic. And he's just chewing on the apple. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's a like, sense a little bit of, of, of sexual attraction there. A little bit? <laughs> you kidding me? It's full on there. Yeah, yeah I have to admit. I mean, it's, it, you know, if, yeah, you got to be honest. There's a little bit of like. Oh, yeah. Either. Yeah. I wouldn't kick him off the couch. So uh, Richard Pryor saw him. You got that T-shirt on, right? It's just like. Uh, arms. I'm an arms man. <laughs> It's just, uh. <laughs> there's, there's just something about him. Come on, let's just let's let's just be honest. Is it, is it, am I right? I mean, you're not wrong. Oh, let me ask you a question. Okay. And I need an answer when we come back. <laughs> and this is something that I posed many, many years ago when you guys were probably in elementary school. If for some reason, whether this is supernatural power, a deity, mm-hmm. whatever, something, a, a, a virus. And all the women are eliminated from the planet Earth. They're just not there anymore. Okay? Uh-huh. So you have to partner up. You must, by law, there's a new law because there's no, no, no women left. Uh-huh. So you must partner up with another man. But it has to be somebody who the rest of us would recognize. Entertainment or politics or whatever. Who would you choose? Give us some thought. Don't just jump to an early conclusion. Do they have to still be alive, or can it be any man throughout history? I'd like to think they're alive, okay. but you know, maybe if they passed recently, yeah. But you can't go. Oh, yeah, I uh, partner up with Abraham Lincoln. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, you can't <laughs> do Pop that. Out. No, you can't do that. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right, I'll think about it. All right, good enough. Phillips file on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Mary Poppins, never seen that all the way through. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Never seen Mrs. Doubtfire the whole way through. Oh, me That's neither. a funny movie. Yeah. Chris Robin hasn't Williams. seen any movies. I yeah, Really? Yeah, Just started watching movies last week. It's really mean to you if you say you have seen one, too. Shut up, Penguin. I've seen the Friday the 13th <laughs> movies. Those were pretty good. I haven't seen all of them. Uh, anyway, here is uh, Vincent Christmas. on Real Radio. Go ahead, Vincent. Hello, Mr. Phillips. Hello, Vincent. Yes, sir. Yes. uh, This is kind of off topic a little bit because you were talking about men that you would hook up with. And I asked. Whoa, 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 whoa. Break time. Put on the brakes. I didn't say I'd hook up with them. I just said if there were no women on the planet, I'd partner with them. There's a big difference. 
There is a big difference. Not that there's anything wrong. I mean, if you want to hook up, that's your business. I don't care. (laughs) Exactly, right. Anyway, uh, (laughs) the movie with uh, Kirk Douglas when he played Vincent Van Gogh. Fantastic. Yeah, I saw it many, 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 many years ago. Okay, thanks. All right, you got it. Van Gogh. All right, so you've chosen your men? No, man, there's too many to pick. I think I have. Too many. Have. Oh God, there's too I'm many. Not va- I'm not going to vary from what I decided years ago. So, Hugh, uh, Jack, Jack, Human. Yeah, it was Hugh, Hugh, Jack- 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 Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Jack Human. Yeah, Hugh Jackman or Paul Prudhomme. Paul Prudhomme. The great chef from New Orleans. The great, uh, late great Paul Prudhomme. Yeah. He'd be warm. He would. He'd keep you warm at night. Mm-hmm. Is that the uh, I guarantee guy? No, 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 no. That was another guy. He's the chef that looks like Dom DeLuise. Mm-hmm. Correct. He really does. Wow. Anyway, so, Fritz? Uh, definitely Zach Efron. I mean, he, he can... Zach Efron? He can do things. Oh. Um, Let no, no other man can do. Things. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, and then I, I was like, Jared Leto or Robert Downey Jr.? But James Franco. No. Nah. No, not at all. He might no. be fun to hang His out with. His hair but... seems greasy. So, I've got three... <laughs> Why is there everyone on here except for like me and you has a problem? With I have Franco. no idea. I don't know what it is. I, like Franco. I think I think I don't know. I think they're a little bit jealous. I, I think, think James so. Franco is a lady killer. I didn't mean that in the figurative sense, of course. I don't mind him. I like Franco. Yeah, in this Mo hates his face. Mo can't stand him. He's oh. like, oh, he squints too much. It's his mm-hmm. face. Yeah, he does actually. It's his face. It's his face. That's <laughs> what happens to his eyes when he smiles. He smiles and his eyes get crinkled up. Yeah, I guess I can't I think hate women him. For... Love that. Oh yeah, they do. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, know, I, I mean, I'm not speaking for women. I'm just speaking for. I kind of find it attractive myself. So is it Efron or Efron? Efron. Efron. Jack Efron. <laughs> Zach Efron sounds like a weird rapper. We're talking Jackie about Fron, yeah. I'm at hats earlier today because Fritz, he borrowed uh, one of my cowboy hats. Thank you, by the way. Big mistake, probably, because he allowed somebody <laughs> to take it off his head and put it on their head. That's, she, just, that's just bad form. She overpowered me, Jim. You should have seen her. <clears throat> should have smacked her with a drumstick. No, I mean, not smack her, but just you know, a little rap on the on the knuckles. No, it, we're not going there, honey. Like a nun. It's Jesse no, Lynn Martin. No, yeah, we're not going there. I don't care who you are. You be the president of the United States. You're not taking my hat. So talking about superstitions, you know, it's very badly, very bad luck to throw your hat in a bed. Oh, really? Hmm. I did not know Son that. Son of no, a that's super bad luck. Well, where do you put it when you're tired? Hanging on the post. Well, yeah, you, can th- you can throw it on a chair. Or, you know, put it on the top of the refrigerator. I mean, I don't know, but never, no, never place a hat on a bed. Your hat on a bed. It's extreme bad luck. But I know how to do away with the, the bad luck. How do you do away do you with do, it? Yeah. If you, well, now I need to do it. All right, it. I'm following. Yeah, because now you, now that you know it's bad luck. I'm right, you screwed. Throw, you throw your cap, your hat on the bed, right? Mm-hmm. You're going, oh, crap, bad luck. You have to stand there and twirl three times. You have to do a 360. And on the bed? Stand up no, on the bed? No, just stand around on the floor at the bed. Okay. All right? You've thrown your hat on the bed. Pick your, Pick the hat off the bed. And then you twirl three times and say bread and butter, bread and butter, bread and butter. Clockwise. And that will neg- it doesn't matter. That will negate the bad luck. Bread and butter, bread and butter, bread and butter. Yeah, and but I turn- bread and butter on each revolution. You got to turn. Each rotation. Though. You're just sitting there. Huh? You got to get up and do it. What do you mean? 
Well, he was just standing. He was just sitting there doing that. No, you go oh, under the bedroom, you take your hat, you flip it onto the bed, and said, oh, crap. And it's got to be on the side of the bed you threw the hat on? No, it's just on the top of the bed, Fritz. It's just on the top of the bed, all right? I need, look, I need to get this and right. It can land on the pillows. It can land on the mattress. It can land on the duvet. But where you're standing, you rotate three times, 360, and say bread and butter each time. But you got to pick the hat up first. Okay, I got you. Yes. Man, Remove the hat from the bed. Rotate bread and butter, bread and butter, bread and butter. That will negate. It's like, uh, you know, it's uh, other things you can do. Like throwing salt over your shoulder. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Same thing. One of, of those moves. Anyway, bad superstitions at the rodeo, just in case you guys were thinking about signing up anytime soon. If I can find it here. I could be a rodeo clown, maybe. Want to be a saddle bronc? You always put your right foot in the stirrup first. Okay. I can see that. Left side is sinister. Well, when you when you... When you get on a horse, it's always your your left. But in this case, bronc riders, they mount from the right. Hmm. Don't ask me why. It says, never kick a paper cup thrown down at a rodeo. Why is that? I don't know. Bad I'm luck? just, I'm just, here. the superstitions. superstitions. I, it's bad luck. It's no superstitions. No one knows why. Never kick a paper cup thrown down at a rodeo. So somebody has a beer, they crush it, throw it down on the floor, never kick it. Hmm. Cowgirls often wear different colored socks on each foot for luck. Don't compete with change in your pocket because that's all you might win. So keep mm, that in mind. Ooh. That's a good one. Number five, never put your hat on a bed. That will bring bad luck. That's universal. That's just for cowboys. Why don't they teach you this in kindergarten? They probably should. They probably ought to do some of these things. That's what's wrong in this country. Balance your <laughs> checkbook, give you some instruction, you know, change yeah. your oil yeah. on a fairly regular basis. Number six. Eating a hot dog before the competition brings good luck. Hmm, Don't ask me. I have no idea. Uh, number seven, never read your horoscope on competition day. So whether you're going to do some bull riding or bronc riding or you know, roping a calf, don't read your horoscope. Oh, yeah, you don't need to know that. Never eat popcorn. Never eat peanuts or popcorn in the arena. Don't eat them? says here, never eat peanuts or popcorn in the arena. But so, only if you're the cowboy. If you're competing. Okay. Yeah, if sun, they're just there watching. I guess sunflower seeds, that's fine. Always shave before the competition. And last but not least, never wear yellow in the arena. It will bring bad luck. So if you're competing at a rodeo, don't do this. Don't wear yellow. Don't do these things. Fair enough. What yeah. if it's your favorite color? What if that's your power color? What are you gonna wear? Well, you nah, can't you wear it. It's bad luck, bro. Chartreuse. You can't, it's a new power oh, can't color. do it. You gotta, yeah, you gotta do something else. I get, yeah. Wear All blue. Right. It's not well, your power color. Red. Bringing you bad luck. Just yeah, piss red off the is bull. smart. Okay, you're gonna get thrown red. by a bull and get stomped <laughs> on by some animal that weighs thousands and thousands of pounds, that... or get thrown off a horse yeah. that all it wants to do because it's you know they get cinched up its uh, rear end just wants to kick you to death. I don't know that that might be better than the bad luck you're getting by wearing your power color. Yeah, that might be better. I, I would disagree. Same damn bull throwing you off and then headbutting you. Oh God! That... You get gored through the leg or something. <laughs> well, Oof. have to get plastic surgery on your whole face. Oh, you're screwed, bro. But I ate a hot dog beforehand. Ah. Whole damn face, I have to reconfigure. <laughs> oh man, when people get oh yeah, that's the worst. It's all messed up. You come out of surgery, it looks like Marlena Dietrich. It's the Phillips file on real. I don't even know why I came up with that name. It's the Phillips file on real radio 104.1.
And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! That's right, time for that regular round of closest to the pin. I'm playing against John Dan as the backup. Casey, what's the prize? pair of tickets to see UCF Knights take on Florida Atlantic University Owls at Spectrum Stadium Friday, September 21st. Tickets are now on sale. Visit realradio.fm keyword UCF for more info. All righty. Let's bring up our player. Hello, John. How are you? Hey, how are you doing, Pinkman? I'm feeling fine on this lovely Wednesday afternoon. I hope you are ready to play this here game. I've been wanting to play Jim for a while. Now's your chance to beat him. I believe in you. Uh, Fritz, will you record the answers, please? You know I will. Okay, thank you. I will record your time and read you the questions. This category comes to us from Brad. Thank you, Brad. It's titled, Doing It Doggy Style. (laughs) (laughs) Facts and figures about man's best friend, according to Parade Magazine. Also, what's up, Snoop Dogg? (laughs) Are you ready, John? (laughs) I am ready. Copy style. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, John. Here we go. In three, two, one. To the nearest million, how many dogs are there in the U.S.? There are 75 million. What percentage of households have a dog? Uh, 40%. What percentage of dogs have clothing of some sort? 10%. What percentage of dogs get Christmas or Hanukkah gifts each year? Uh, 60%. On average, how many thousand dollars do Americans spend per dog on their care every year? Feeding, grooming, training, vets, etc. $2,000. Time. All right, Okay, wait, John. just to uh, clarify, number three, he said seven, right? What was the question there? Uh, number three was what percentage of dogs have clothing of some sort? Yeah, I think I said seven. Okay, That cool. sounds right. All right, John, I'll put you on hold. Did not do too bad. Uh, if you will wave Jim back in to play the game, please. Oh, I'm waving. So, <laughs> Brad's fun fact, Doggy Style is a debut studio album by Snoop Doggy Dog. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, released in oh, 1993 yeah. by Death Row Records. Lauded Audi. Owned by Suge Knight at the time. Suge. Oh, Suge. I love his old. Ah, Suge, Oh, bro. yeah. Suge, bro. <laughs> Hello, Jim. Welcome back. He's a killer. Isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, uh-huh. ran over that poor guy, and it was... It was what are you doing? He doesn't get any him? accolades. You know, no, oh, happy no, we're cla- not. no happy clapping for him. Oh, no, we're not happy clapping for him. No, hell no. You know, in prison, he's been complaining that the beds hurt his back. Oh, Maybe don't run people over, bro. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so huge. Huge suge. Mm. The guy who <laughs> ran over about his beggars. found out the other day that within the uh, Christian community, Pentecostals are often referred to as happy clappers. Happy clappers? <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, happy clappers. <laughs> yeah. Funny how yeah. they get all they get up, start speaking in tongues. Yeah, happy clappers. Get bit by snakes. Those Pentecostals, those happy clappers, as opposed know. to those stiff collar Catholics. <laughs> uh, whatever. Baptists. <laughs> we only have to go once a week. Take that, happy clappers. Uh, whatever. All righty. Sorry. <laughs> That's a fun fact. Oh, no, it sorry. Is a fun fact. I don't know. No, 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 no
<laughs> All right, this, category, this category comes to us from Brad. Yeah. It's titled Doing It Doggy Style. Facts and figures about man's best friend, according to Parade Magazine. So it's all dog facts. I'll got you now. All right. Are I'm you sure ready? where you're going? Though. Oh, yeah. No, we... we uh, Man's best friend. All right. We're got a family you. program. All right. All right. Fire away. Here we go in three, two, one. To the nearest million, how many dogs are there in the U.S.? Um, 25 million. What percentage of households have a dog? 55%. What percentage of dogs have clothing of some sort? 30%. What percentage of dogs get Christmas or Hanukkah gifts each year? Uh, 60%. On average, how many thousand dollars do Americans spend per dog on their care every year? Feeding, grooming, training, vets, etc. 1,000. Time. Oh, you think about that? Oh, man. Huh? I don't good, know. Huh? I, I think you did all right. I've got to add five seconds to your time. Yeah, sure. Handicap. Okay, fine. All right, let's go ahead and score this. You played against John. Okay, I need a win. I lost yesterday, I think. Oh, yeah. Not good. That guy you played yesterday was good, though. He was good. He was excellent. All right. Usually they're not that good. Yeah, that guy. Smart, though. He was really smart. Okay, to the nearest million, how many dogs are there in the United States? Yeah. John said. 75 million. And Jim? 25 million. 90 million is the answer. I I can take it up with Brad. John gets the first one. All right, okay. Good good job, John. What percentage of households have a dog? John said. 40%. And Jim? 55%. This is a very close one. It's somewhere in between. Come on. 48%. Jim's closer by 1%. Oh, 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 oh. Take that, John. Now Brad, the pressure's on, baby. Ready to go. Brad says he guesses you can't trust the other half that don't own a dog. What? I don't trust men. Who have a, I don't trust anybody who has enough money and doesn't have a dog, especially men. Like Donald Trump, he's got more money. He's, he's got that kind of money, he ought to have a dog. It's, uh, you know, you, you you need to save a dog, if nothing else. Let's get a pound think he dog. got bit when he was a kid? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. I got bit by a dog. I got a squire right there. And you own two dogs. Yeah, I love them. So you were able to. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Donald Trump. (laughs) Same difference. What percentage of dogs have clothing of some sort? John says. Yeah, that's wrong. Seven. Seven percent. And Jim? Thirty. One of them is much closer. It is, would you believe, 31 percent of dogs have clothing. That's not right. It's not right to dress up your dog. I don't even like it when they put handkerchiefs around their neck. I don't even like to put clothes on. Why would I put, you know, why would I put clothes on my dog? Why would you make your dog suffer? Thank you. Fair enough. What percentage of dogs get Christmas or Hanukkah gifts each year, John said? 60%. They both said 60%. The answer is 50%. At least half of good boys get presents. What's the score? One to go. It is three, Jim, to John's two. Oh, John. (laughs) Better pick it up here, son. Oh, man. This is it. On average, how many thousand dollars do Americans spend per dog mm. on their care every year? That includes feeding, grooming, training, veterinary uh, visits, yeah, etc. Yeah. John said two thousand dollars. And Jim one thousand dollars. The answer is three thousand dollars. John out of gets here. that point, and I believe we have to go to time. I'm out. Oh. I got, you're telling me on average? Okay. Right. <laughs> per dog, I guess. I guess. Vet food, visits yeah, probably food. account for a lot of it. Doggy daycare. 
says your toenails clipped. American I, spent sixty nine point five billion dollars on their pets last year. Yeah. Oof. More you have a dog? How many dogs do you have? I have two. You do you brush their teeth? Um, my wife does every couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. It's got like a chicken flavored toothpaste. Wish I had that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it works really well. <laughs> well tell me more. Yeah, brush my teeth. So what, do we have a tie game? We've got a tie game. We Die. have to go to time. Jeez. Come on. Come on, Jim. John clocked in at, since all of these questions were so short, John clocked in at 35.7 seconds. Jim with handicap yes. clocks in at 38.5 and loses on time. Come on. I'm so sorry. John, well done. Thanks for playing. Closest to the pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades. I had to think of that one. And closest to the pin. I think it was the uh, what percentage of households have a dog that did you in. Yeah, that or the clothing. Every time you hear about, you know, clothing for dogs. Oh, you hate uh, it, now we have a dog, and I've never dressed up a dog in, in any kind of clothing. But my wife had gets these catalogs, you know, the like, <laughs> hallo, you know, Halloween for dogs. <laughs> that sounds and, fun. Uh, you know, yeah. And you know, and you know, we get a she gets a kick out of the looking at the costumes. Say, well, look at this one, and she. We're not doing that. We're not. We're not dressing the dog up like a pumpkin or a hot dog. We're not doing it. And she says, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But I think secretly, and I love my wife dearly, but I think secretly my, my wife would like to dress up our dog for Halloween. Would you ever consider no. buying? Yes, what? Buying a costume for your dog. No. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it. I, 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 you are- I don't know why people insist on that. Oh, look, he's so cute. Oh, she's so cute. You know, she, oh, she's just like a ballerina. And you can just see it on these dogs. They're like, what, you know, what, what are you doing to me? Why are you doing this to me? I'm just a, I'm just a dog. I'm, I'm, I have wolf DNA in 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 my in my blood, and you're dressing me up like uh, like uh, you know Bozo the Clown or a, or a ghost or something. I get that. I really I what's that? I can get that. Yeah, I don't think they like it. I don't think they like it at all, oh, and I yeah. think they're, like, you know, they're. I think they're smart enough. They're sentient beings, and I think they, you know, say the only reason I'm allowing you to dress me up is because you give me food. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't give me food, I, I would eat off. you. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. While many South Carolinians evacuated the state, one shirtless patriot was seen staring down hurricane flow with American flag in hand declaring that he's just being free and American. I don't let nothing oppress me, especially no dang, freaking, hurricane. Next, speaking of Florence, dozens of people were ween looting a family dollar in the wake of the storm, but the management of the store asked police to stand down. The managers are either extremely charitable, or really hate their job. Probably the latter. Finally, a top contender for father of the year, and New Hampshire man used his toddler to steal prizes from a game machine. Headlines were brought to you by iHeartRadio. Whether you say Alexa or OK Google, you should always say Play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. 
Oh, how do you save money when you're carrying a lot of debt? Well, you don't want to pay money on that debt, but that's what interest is, right? You're, you know, paying that that fee to... You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. Phillips filed for a Wednesday, every Wednesday at this time. We talk with Scott Maxwell, of course, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. We talk about what he's writing about, what he's thinking about, sometimes responding to what I might be thinking about. Please welcome Scott back to the program. Hello, Mr. Maxwell. Hello, Jim. And yes, I'm always happy to respond to what are you thinking about today? You know what I was thinking about? Uh, I want to talk about your column today, but I also want to talk about something that you mentioned in a column, I think, within the past week or so. And this was about the Groveland Four. Now, the Groveland Four, uh, well, there's a great book. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning book. I think it came out in 2012, 2013 by Gilbert King. And it's 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 a nonfiction book about how four young black men in Lake County were falsely accused of rape by then-racist Sheriff Willis McCall in Lake County. And it's the story of their, of you know the trials and tribulations that they went through and the level of racism that ran through Lake County at that time, and maybe even, to, I don't want to t- say to a certain degree today. But, no, but to degree. you mentioned something about the Groveland Four. Yes. So as as you uh, mentioned, this they were uh, it was a subject of a Pulitzer Prize winning yeah. book. There there is no debate anymore over whether these guys were wrongfully convicted, uh, uh, were wrongfully tried, murdered, and executed in some ca- in two cases. Correct. Uh, yeah, uh, and it, there were, one of the guys uh, was actually in prison. Uh, excuse me, in jail on uh, was I think it was a trumped up loitering charge uh, at the time of the alleged rape. So I mean, there the, there are some cases that we don't know. This one everybody understands it was uh, it was a, a misjustice to put it mildly. So for that reason, uh, but they were never pardoned. Uh, officially, and uh, there has been a crusade that says to do right by our justice system, to do right by history, to do right by just basic decency. Uh, these four men and their family, young men, I might add, and their family uh, deserve uh, the pardons that they should have gotten while they were alive. Mm-hmm. And in uh, when you when you make the case, when you when you see the evidence. It's not really a, it's a, it's sort of a no-brainer. And in a really unusual movement, the Florida legislator voted unanimously. Uh, there were a few out, but it was like 155 to zero. And these guys, they they, they don't ground whether the sky's blue on 155 to to zero, but. As we know from writing all these stories about felons' rights in the state and talking about the how you, you write a bum check and you lose your right to vote for the rest of your life, there is only one group of people in the state that can actually uh, restore your rights or grant clemency or, or grant a pardon, and that is Rick Scott and the cabinet. That's the attorney general, CFO, and the agriculture commissioner. And despite the fact that the legislature voted unanimously more than a year ago mm-hmm. to ask to to give the Groveland four their pardon, those four people still have not done it and have they ever answered why why they wouldn't take that action to pardon the groveland for no they have given uh i don't know how many people have cornered them i don't roam around tallahassee i will tell you what i did um 
I try, I, I try to approach things from a political angle. Sure. And you may remember there's, there's this one member, Jimmy Patronus. He's the guy we talked about a number of months ago when there was a guy – there were guys up there trying to get their rights back for crimes that they paid their full debt to society You know, the, the, and 10 years, 20 years ago. And Jimmy Patronus's questions were, uh, are you going to church? On right. a regular basis, right, right. so he so he got a lot of bad press for this. Because what the hell does that have to do? You got to meet Jimmy Patronus's definition of being a Christian to get your ro- uh, right to vote back in, in the state. I mean, he got a lot of bad press. So I try to approach these from political stances. I thought, well, you know what? Jimmy Patronus is up on the ballot. He's trying to seek re- uh, uh, keep his office as CFO. He could use a little good ink. Everybody else sat on their ass and hadn't done the right thing on the Groveland. So I tracked down his email. Uh, actually, his office sort of gave me the dodge around. I tracked down his email and I said, Mr. Patronus, this seems like an, a wonderful opportunity for you to go ahead and lead the charge to get the Groveland Four uh, their, their posthumous pardon, which everybody has agreed to. And he said he'd think about it, and it took a week, and it took two weeks. And then I said, just so you know, I'm going to write about it next. Uh, and I, if you ha- if you have any response to this whatsoever, I'd like to have it. And finally, he gave me a response. It was, I am glad the legislature took that vote. But I don't understand what the downside would be politically, whether it's the governor or, or members of the cabinet by saying, yeah, fine, you know, it's, you know, we, we understand the truth now. Uh, Willis McCall is uh, dead and buried. Uh, he was a, an avowed racist. There's no question about it. Uh, probably a murderer. God only knows how many people of color died at the hands of Sheriff Willis McCall back in the day. And that's not too long ago. I think he was still sheriff when I moved into town. Uh, up in Lake County, of course, this is Orange County. But I, I don't understand what the downside would be. How would, you're not going to lose anybody by saying, "Hey, you know, I voted to pardon the Groveland Four. I, I am prone to agree with you. I thought this was an easy one for yeah. him. Slam dunk. Uh, in, in, in particular, uh, I can only come to the conclusion that I've reached from watching these people in action for other things. They just come from a point of complete privilege where something is not a problem if it's not a problem to yeah. them. Yeah. And uh, there's no there's no campaign donation in it for them. Nobody's going to cut them a fat check. No lobbyist is going to join their reelection committee for doing that. The only reason to do this is it's the right thing to do, and that doesn't seem to be uh, even remotely enough. And like I said, his his stance. I'm glad they voted. It, it was such a such a such a dumbass thing to say. It would be like if my wife asked me to pick up a gallon of milk on the way home, and I, and I came home empty, empty-handed, and I said, but I would like to declare myself thankful that you asked me to get some milk. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me move on to, and I don't know if you're covering it or if you're interested in it. I, I think there's more to this story, and I don't know which way it goes. I don't know if it, know if it has a connection to John Hitt, who retired not too long ago from the University of Central Florida. And this is the story about UCF spending $38 million in what was budgeted from the legislature for operating expenses to construct a building. Now, I know at least one head has rolled, but I can't help but to believe there was a whole mess of people involved in this. It uh, it does sort of defy common sense understanding that's 38 million dollars they're talking about no right and and it it, out of out of the wrong fund and it's not like i mean it's not like if you go into uh the 7-eleven and i got my uh, wife's money in one pocket and mine in the other and i i get use accidentally use her money to buy a snickers bar this this is 38 million dollars that had to have been parsed out over the course of 
of many right, years. Right. Uh, something about it doesn't make sense. I have to tell you, I sort of, I think I don't know this new president very well, Dale Whitaker, but I've uh, known him a little bit. I like him. I think he's a pretty straight shooter, and he just flat out. I happened to run into him over the weekend, and I sort of said the same thing I said to you. I don't understand how this could happen, and he said I don't either, and I'm not going to rest until I find out. Well, I I would imagine the legislature is probably giving him some kind of signal like, you better get to the bottom of it, otherwise you're going to see your budget slashed next season. We want some answers. That's a significant amount of money. I mean, you can think of the legislature any which way you want, but when they say, here's $38 million to help operate the University of Central Florida, and somebody out in the administration says, hey, we'll take that $38 million and we'll construct a new building. And there's something more to the story. There's got to be more to the story. And I will tell you that ultimately, if there is, um, if it's determined that things were done wrong, and I think they've already determined they've done it wrong because they've, uh, I say paid it back, but they haven't really paid it back. They've moved money around (laughs) to make it come from the right place. Right. Uh, But there's supposed to be a checks and balances, and those checks and balances start with each board of trustees. Uh, and so there is a board of trustees, which is basically the you know the the, the board of directors for uh, University of Central Florida, and there are mostly uh, gubernatorial appointees. But but that's where the buck stops with all of this. And so then you you could have them say, well, we didn't get the information about how this money. Well, then maybe you weren't asking the questions. I mean, that's that's where I think the buck's going to stop with the president and the board of trustees. All right, let me move to your column today. Your column today. Uh, political uh, focuses on politics again, and uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, certainly. But essentially, you're saying in your in the, in the title to your column, don't get distracted by baseless accusations. But isn't this? I mean, this is just standard operating procedure, is it not? During a political season, I mean, you just throw out these things, and and you know, you swing that cat by the tail and uh, throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Yeah, there, there's there's definitely some of this, and I got to tell you, I didn't find uh, that column I did today one I'm going to put into my uh, Hall of Fame. It was more <laughs> of a of a utilitarian one, and, and frankly, it, it it took me days to do it because there's been so much written about this FBI investigation in Tallahassee. I mean, the Tallahassee Democrat has literally uh, put together enough to put a book out on there. Mm-hmm. But the, but the bottom line is, nobody still knows really what the hell's going on uh, up there. There is an investigation that involves a lobbyist, uh, and the lobbyist is a friend of Andrew Gillum's, and Andrew Gillum has traveled with this lobbyist to Costa Rica and New York. I say in the column, I say to you now, I think that stinks. I just don't think politicians need right. to be fraternizing with lobbyists, regardless of anything else. Uh, on the same, on the other end, uh, Ron DeSantis was challenged for moving into a condo when he got redistricted out of his district, and the condo was owned by defense contractors who are lobbyists who need things from the federal government uh, that he helps run, and he would say, I paid a complete market rate, and I've never done them any favors. I say the same thing I just said about Gillum. That's fine. I still don't understand why you need to live in a condo owned by a lobbyist, a federal lobbyist, if you're a federal official. Uh, most of us go through our entire lives without ever uh, renting property from a lobbyist. I think those guys could do it, too. But that said, there's nothing that's been proven about any any. Any of this stuff, I don't think we're going to see right. any of it definitively proven by November. So the thing I tell people is just put all that aside since it's not proven because there is, there's a world of difference between these two candidates. Correct. This, should, this should not be a tough decision. Don't get distracted by the accusations you can't prove. Look at the things you do know.
Yeah, I, I often wonder, though, and I mean, Gillum, according to many polls, is leading DeSantis by four or five, maybe six points. Now that can change at any moment in time. But when it comes to the idea of, uh, hey, let's go to Costa Rica, you know, when a lobbyist says, hey, let's uh, let's just go to Costa Rica. Don't you? I just don't understand why any mayor would say, right, you, you would think they say, I'm sorry, this is just, you know, the optics are not good. Sooner or I later, have- somebody's going to say the mayor of Tallahassee went on a trip you know, to Costa Rica with a with a big time lobbyist, and you can say, "Well, he's my friend," and this. And it's the optics are never good; they're just not good. No, they're not. And he will tell you that this guy Adam Corey has been a lifetime friend, or at least a long time friend. Yeah. And I would say, well, well, good friend Adam Corey, then you certainly understand why we got to put our friendship on pause uh, for stuff like this. And I got to tell you, this is the, we've been asking these questions for years, for decades, for all of politics. We we saw the same thing when Tom Feeney was being. Remember Congressman Tom Feeney from out of Seminole County when he was being whisked away by Jack Abramoff to play golf in Scotland. Right. I I asked this. Tom Feeney, the same question I, question I would ask any of these other people, why do you think, do you, you need to ask yourself, why do you think this lobbyist is inviting you? There, there's what, 300 million people in this country, and he's asking you to go on this trip. There's a reason behind that. And if you don't know the answer, it's because you're not even bothering to ask the question. There is word that uh, President Trump is angry at Ron DeSantis, who's the Republican Party's candidate right. for uh, governor. And he's right. mad because Ron DeSantis, along with others, even Rick Scott, you know, when questioned about the death toll from the hurricane in Puerto Rico, uh, are not uh, are not standing with the president. They're essentially saying, right. "Yeah, we uh, you know we believe the data." And apparently, Ron Santis uh, was in that was among most people said, "Yeah, well, it's hurricane related deaths, close to three thousand, maybe more when it's all." Uh, said and done, and now there's word that the president is, is angry that Ron DeSantis didn't stick with him when it comes to his observation about 13, 14, 15 people, that's all, who died in the uh, in the hurricane in Puerto Rico. Have you, have you heard any of that? Yeah, absolutely. That and that, that all has all been reported just about the way way you said it. It's that, uh, as you know, uh, Donald Trump on just on a whim says, uh, "I don't think that death toll's uh, correct," and the reason it's a big lie that's been faked up by the Democrats. He gives absolutely no evidence to back up this claim. And by the way, nobody else has even said anything like this. Right. Uh, in fact, after they had months of, of of sort of these varying accounts, I think it was George Washington University was contracted uh, to do an official t- a st- a study. Not not to not to make anybody look bad, but because that's what we always do. We know how many people died after 9/11. We know how many people died after Hurricane Katrina. This one was a little more complicated, so they hired someone to do it. So he makes this claim that's baseless, and nobody backs him up on this, right. uh, basically. But then, as we understand it, uh, Donald Trump started getting angry about it, and I'll tell you why. And here's the thing you may not know: uh, there was a poll done, uh, Huffington Post YouGov poll, that talked about uh, whether people who like Trump believed what he said. And here's what it's here's what it said. The poll said that more than sixty percent of Trump voters believe that much fewer than thirty thousand people died. Twenty seven percent they were not sure. And here's the kicker only ten percent or less of Trump voters actually believe the two thousand nine hundred and seventy five number, which is the official tally. Only ten percent. So if you look at this from Donald Trump's standpoint, he's he's saying to Ron DeSantis and Rick Scott why are you bothering dealing with the facts? It doesn't matter what we say. Yeah, I guess. They believe us. I would just think that Ron DeSantis would be saying, well, thanks a lot. I mean, now you're not going to do anything for me? You're not going to come to Florida and campaign for me? You know, we show up in the village? I mean, you, 
He's the Republican candidate for governor of, of what, the third largest state in the union? And, and I, I, I don't I get it. He'll be, he'll be back. They'll, they'll patch it over. And, and really, a lot of it's with, with Trump's ego. Somebody's got, also got to tell um, uh, Trump that, you know what, maybe you can, maybe you can insult uh, uh, Puerto Ricans' intelligence in Idaho or Montana. But, uh, <laughs> you know, here in Florida, while we have uh, Maria evacuees all over the place, I'm not going to go, you know, spit in their face. There you go. What's coming up in the next column? So tomorrow we have uh, – oh, yeah, tomorrow is uh, – the we are about to set a record high for the amount of your tax dollars that are being used to funnel – to fund statewide campaigns. Ron DeSantis, Andrew Gillum, it's, it's welfare. It's a bizarre thing. Most people don't realize that when they're seeing these ads on TV, their tax dollars are funding, uh, funding those yeah. ads. The system has gotten totally out of whack. And then Sunday, I think I'm going to take a look at SeaWorld because I don't know if you – saw that story or talked about it today, but that was one wackadoo story where the SEC ended yeah. up getting $5 million out of SeaWorld, and the reason they were fined was basically for lying to the press, basically for when people said, boy, this blackfish has really hosed you over, they said, nah, everything's great in SeaWorld land, <laughs> yeah. and you've been in media for a while, companies and, and politicians lie about stuff all the time, but this time they got about $5 million worth of fines or, or settlement they're paying for it. So there you go. Okay. We'll look forward to it. Good job. Thank My you very much. Always. You got us. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Joins us every Wednesday for a bit of conversation. Right around the corner of the Shot Doctor for his sports speed round and Shot Doctor casting call next on Real Radio 104.1. Put up for a Wednesday. Scattered thunderstorms in and around Central Florida. They're all over the place, so drive with caution, all right? Lots of storms just north of Orlando, in Orlando, and south of Orlando as well. So uh, just be careful out there. Shot Doctor is here from our sister station down the hallway, right, Shot Doctor? What station is that? It's FM 96.9, the game Orlando Sports Leader. Home of? Home of the UCF Knights, yeah. Orlando City Soccer, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Orlando Magic. There you go. Nice. All right. That's four really cool teams, so we're ready to go. So every Wednesday, Shot Doctor comes by. You've been doing this for years now. We've added something as well, the sports speed round. Wait, i got to write something down. Let me write that You're adding down. to the oh, speed boy. round, right? Yeah, I'm adding to the speed round. I already got the casting call. All right. I well, got I'm ready. The, I got the script ready. Are you ready for a speed round? I'm ready. I've got I always one, am. two, three, four, five things I'll just mention. Give me 10 seconds, 15 seconds if you want to on each of these things I mentioned, all right? Here I go. Are you, are you set? Whenever, whenever you want. I'm ready. I'm set. You know, I might go off. You know, I might take a, I might take a sharp turn. I take sharp turns. I'll okay. do it. Is ready? Here we go. All right. Number one, Tom Sermani, no longer the coach for the Pride. And my, my question is, there should have been a lot of optimism before the season began. It got bad really fast. All right. Jay Gruden and a zero and 2 with the Raiders. Um, and this week they play the Miami Dolphins. There's a good chance John will be 0-3 to begin the season. Okay. Orlando City in last place in the MLS East. Didn't they lose 4-0 last week? Chicago, yeah. That's like, that's like losing 51 to nothing in football. <laughs> I have nothing I can do about this. UCF versus <laughs> FAU on Friday. 
Lake Kiffin's in town. It'll be a great game. UCF in a high-scoring game wins 41-27. And Gators uh, against Tennessee on Saturday. Which was once a fantastic week of college football, the Florida-Tennessee week. This this week, it's been very quiet. It's kind of sad, though, isn't it? Yeah. Florida, hey, Florida this is Florida-Tennessee week. Uh, you know, I, I rarely mention Florida... <laughs> Florida State, but I will. The Florida State program, the Florida program, they just stink. I know Hope Springs Eternal, but it's sad. They used to be powerhouse football programs. Right, and every single year they play on Thanksgiving weekend, the Florida-Florida State game. And once again this year, it'll have virtually no meeting at all for either team. And that really stinks, but that's the way it is. And if any Florida fan is depressed about this, a Florida State fan is depressed about this, remember one thing. What's that? Before Nick Saban got to Alabama, they were down, too, so everybody bounces back. I don't know. One way, it's one way to look at it. Well, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, that's what keeps you going back. It Alabama keep... was once down. They And look, look at them now. Well, that Syracuse win. Well, the thing about Syracuse is that Syracuse has got a really good quarterback in Eric Dungy, who was good. And Dino Babers, a coach in his third year, is a good offensive guy. That's what I was saying. So Syracuse, <laughs> even though Florida State yeah. got blown out, uh-huh. Syracuse is not a bad team. However, this is Florida State. They should never be one and two. We, uh, and the one when they had Jim was against Sanford where they had to squeak it out, and that, that should never happen either. So bad what, offensive line. Want to play some pickleball? What is that? Oh, it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. What is it? It's like a combination of tennis... Racquetball, ping pong, four squares, badminton. I don't see myself doing that. You're an active guy. I'm a very active guy, but I don't see myself doing that. Very, uh, it's 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 more physically demanding than I expected. My knees are shot. We had a big tournament this past Saturday to raise money for mustard seed. Haven't you seen people limping around the the stations? This or a real radio? That's why they're all limping around. Exactly. A bunch yeah, knew, of, we're a bunch of out-of-shape lumps around here. <laughs> you guys got to get in shape. That way you can be better pickleball players. Yeah, maybe we'll have you sign you up as, uh, you know, training. That's a good point. Training coach. Director of training and physical stamina. Do some bench presses. Oh, get some, increase our stamina. We'll work out three times a day. I'll Jeez, get you. I'll, I'll no. get you guys in shape. Deal. Can we go to the gym with you? 7.30 in the morning, Monday through Saturday. I'm, I'm not doing that. Monday through Saturday. Wow. Yes. Okay. Okay. You can be that's, off on Sunday. That's a fair regimen. We, we, we take Sundays off. Okay. I, like the good Lord intended. What are you yeah, pressing now? What are you bench pressing? What are you? What are you pushing? Well, Jim, I don't really do like large, large amounts. I do smaller amounts, but a lot of reps really fast to really get the cardio going. Yeah, but I mean, don't you ever, you know, just say, "Geez, I wonder what I could push." Wonder what I, I could... I've never sat there once and thought to myself, do you how, do "How much?" Curls. I... I mean, do you do? On, you know, dumbbell on, curls or on, anything? On arm day, I do. Yeah, and uh, what, what do you? I mean, what what uh, size weights are you are you using? You know, I, I never really thought about that. I just grab I just grab a couple of thirties, and if it feels like it's heavy, I put them down. Or a couple of forties, they're heavy, I put them down. I switch it around, so I really don't know. You're curling forty pound dumbbells. Sometimes. I mean, look at him. He's a he's a beast of a man. I told you that. Wow. 40-pound dumbbells. Well, those are easy. You just go like that, and they just go right up, and they go right <laughs> back down. Not hard. <laughs> this is It's actually very easy to do. You just have to be steady about it. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. have to pay a lot of attention to form, do you? Uh, not, not too much attention to form, but as long as it feels like it's really hard and you're sweating really good, you're probably doing the right thing. You ever stand in front of the mirror and kind of pose? Never. I would, no, no. At the gym. Wait, I, hold on. I'm I don't finish. do that. No, no. I mean, no. you know. And you get through with your third set of curls, and you just kind of lift up your Jim, sleeve a little bit. Oh, look at that. That's a cannibal. Here's why. Oh, yeah. Here's look at those why. guns. 
Because when I'm doing cardio and I watch these guys that, that are doing curls, I see these guys that have these little skinny arms. They wear tank tops. They have all, all these tattoos. And they sit there in front of the mirrors and they stare at themselves. It's buffoonery. Well, they want to see if there's any improvement. They're just saying, there's hey. There's no improvement. They, they were skinny a year ago and they'll be skinny a year from now. Jeez, you're hating. No, no improvement. You know, they're, they're lean, mean fighting machines. No, they think they are. If you're wearing a tank top at a gym and you have arms smaller than mine, find another, find another hobby. <laughs> Waste your life doing something else. Just, just stop. Yeah. It's bad. That's well said. Any of these tattoos? Yeah, it's guys like my age, you know, are out there, you know, when they're, you know, it's like, why, why bother? I mean, I mean, you try to stay in shape, keep the ticker going, but you know, when I used to go to the gym, you know, I'd see guys and say, "What are you, dude? What are you doing?" You know, you're not you're not in competition strutting your stuff at the beach because nobody's paying you any attention, you know, unless they're uh, taking a visit from the nursing home. You know, to the beach. That's the only ones that might be looking at you. Jim, these guys, wouldn't you agree? These guys, you know, you're, they, they get up in their 60s and their 70s and they're, they're doing the curls and this and that. And they think all the girls are looking at them. And they're laughing at them. That's what it is. Yeah. Especially if, you know, they suck in their stomach and they puff out their That's chest. That's what they do. They, they have the cut off shirts. They have little <laughs> skinny arms. They throw in a couple of tattoos. It's buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for Shot Doctor casting call. I find a movie, then I take a seat for the movie. We act it out on the air. Uh, don't forget Real Mobile 77031 if you think it can identify the movie. Is everybody set? And today it's uh, Shot <clears throat> Excuse me, Shot Doctor KC. It's Shot Doctor KC, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, very good. KC two times, KC two times. He's a good actor. Yeah, he is a good actor, so you got to be on your got to be on your toes there, Shot. I live on my toes. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Everybody in their place. Your marks, please. Lighting is set, quiet on the set, and action. Mr. Starkey was very helpful. Four Cuban-Americans and another man, James W. McCord. Look, I told you inside. I have nothing more to say. I understand that. What I don't understand is how you got here. I assure you, there's nothing very mysterious involved. Well, a little while ago, I was talking to a couple of the lawyers assigned to represent the burglars. So? Well, they never would have been assigned to the burglars had anyone known the burglars had arranged for their own counsel. Only the burglars couldn't have arranged that their own counsel. That's a fumfer. Not really. Yeah, no. it was a fumfer. It was a fumfer. And plus, but it was an intentional yeah, one. Well, yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, but that's not in the script. Oh. And you're, 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 you've got to be a little softer, you know? You, you're talking to this guy a little bit on the QT, right? This guy's nervous. That you're talking to him. I'll show him. You know what I'm saying? I got it. Yeah. All right. One more time from the top. Got it. Ready? Action. Mr. Starkey was very helpful. Oh, you did. did you hear what I said? You know, <laughs> you, you, you don't want to make this guy pissed off. You want him to talk, all right? But at the same time, you're trying to extract some information. Okay. And you're not announcing it to the whole room. I mean, you know this guy's nervous, right? You don't want everybody in the room to know that you're talking to him. I got it. You know, okay. Stark, you know, this guy, he's, he's, you know. all right, ready? Action. Mr. Stark, he was very helpful. Four Cuban-Americans and another man, James W. McCord. Look, I told you inside. I have nothing more to say. I understand that. What I don't understand is how you got here. I assure you, there's nothing very mysterious involved. Well, a little while ago, I was talking to a couple of the lawyers assigned to represent the burglars. So? Well, they never would have been... God, I can't do it. I'm having, I'm having a, uh, a mental breakdown. And that was, and you sounded great. You sounded really good. You yeah, took my direction. Yeah. If anything, I'm getting a Jimmy for direction. 
<laughs> I'm getting a Jimmy for direction. I'd agree All right, let's that. take it from, uh, so Casey, you say, uh, when I get say action, you say so. And then the shot doctor, you take it from there, right? Yeah. Ready? Action. So? Well, they, they never would have been, been a son. That's oh, okay, shot. Okay. About Settle down. Deep here. breath. Deep breath. Take a deep breath. I'm having shadows. All right, ready? We're going to take it from <laughs> so. You ready, Casey? Here we go. Action. So? They never would have been assigned to the burglars had anyone known the burglars had arranged their own council. Only the burglars couldn't have arranged for their own council since they did not even make a phone call. So if no one asked you to be here, why are you here? Don't take this personally, mister. It would be a mistake to do that. I just don't have anything to say. Cut. That was good. Excellent. I think the direct, Casey, you're great. Yes, it took you. me six times to do it. Yeah, I think my direction was magnificent because you know, I, took you, I took you from, you know, where you were to say, it's not going to work, and you took a different, you know, Jim, attitude. Here's the kind of great Unfortunately, man. Unfortunately, you fumfered. Here's the kind of great man that I am. I'm going to decline a Jimmy for this one since it took me six times and three takes to do it. So I'm <laughs> so going to decline a Jimmy and give it to somebody else. I don't want you to be depressed about this. I know how you can get sometimes. You're going to no. beat yourself up, and I don't want you to do that. I'm not going to do that. Now you get home. You're going to turn on the TV. You're going to watch what's on. What's Red on Sox, top. Yankees. At yeah, well, I don't want you watching the game. And you're th- can, you, all you're going to do is sit there and stew about this performance. I am going to think I want about, you to enjoy the game. Well, Jim, I am going to think about this because I blew an opportunity to win a Jimmy. However, I am going to get back on the horse, and next week I'm going to guarantee <laughs> um Numerous Jimmy's next week to make up for this buffoonery today. Okay. What's on? What are you going to eat tonight? You have a lot to eat today? You're over at that place. You're supposed to take your hat off in places like that. Casey's never seen you without a cap. No. You want to see it? Take it off, Shaq. Take it off. Dwight Eisenhower. Do it. Take it all off. He does look like Dwight Eisenhower. I look like Dwight Donald Eisenhower, don't I? You are General Eisenhower. General Eisenhower. Before he was president. <laughs> Your hair's looking good, shot. You let I it have grow no out. hair. I have no hair. Just let it grow. No, the hair on the sides looks good. Yeah. It's the only hair I have is the hair on the sides. The hair on the top is gone. Why you should, should just let, let it grow. grow. That's all you need. Why? You grow one of those Benjamin Franklins, oh, you know, where yeah. it just grows Looks from like, right above your ears, yeah, straight down I, your I shoulder. I look like Larry in the three, from the yeah, Three Stooges. <laughs> it grows straight out, like Larry in the Three Stooges. <laughs> I don't want to be that. Be it grows funny. straight out. There's nothing on the top. That's Larry from the Three Stooges. All right, what's, what are you eating tonight? Salad with Thousand Island dressing yeah. and a nice big banana. That'll be about it. I've had a lot of food today, so I'm scaling it down tonight. I'm still pretty full. Yeah, you met with the guys right over uh, next door for lunch today. You're, nice getting, you're getting lunch. out more. Oh, yeah. I've become a social butterfly. Oh, yeah. That's, that's me, social butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got out today. I hung around with people. It was great. So when you go out to lunch, are you just sitting around with your buddies talking sports? Or you just, you know, talk a, lot about, of, a lot of sports lot talk of sports, today. Yeah. Okay. And as you know, Jim, all lunches should always be followed by dessert. What'd you have? Two gigantic scoops of vanilla bean ice cream. That's how it's done. I mean, do you say that to the server? I don't want one scoop. I want two gigantic scoops. Yeah, and they, that's said, how it's and done. they said, here it comes. And by golly, there <laughs> it came. It was great. Right, shot. Good job today. Thank you very much. Shot Doctor joins us every Wednesday on Real Radio 104.1. It's time to rise above the butt jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the five-minute professor. By the way, the movie with uh, Shot Doctor was all the president's men, okay? Time for the uh, five-minute professor. Greetings and salutations, professor. 
And to you, Mr. Phillips, and to the file, a pleasure to be with you as always. Finally got over. I finally found the uh, Silly Philly today. You did? Yes, did. That's awesome. Got a uh, cheesesteak sandwich. It was superb. Good stuff, right? It was, it ah. was superb. That is the way that it is there. And you can order that at the Silly Grape on Thursday evenings until 8 o'clock. Yeah, it was good. So the, so the Philly is open for afternoons. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then available at the Silly Grape until 8 o'clock on Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah, good. Enjoyed it. What do you got for us today? Awesome. So this last Friday, I did something that I had wanted to do for a very long time. Yeah. I got to play some laser tag. Cool. Are you a fan of the laser tag? Hell yeah. See, I thought I thought some people... In this panel, might be interested. Yeah, it is a blast, and the place we went is close by you. They didn't pay me anything, so I'm not going to say their name. Uh, but it's a place which does both paintball and laser tag, and the laser tag guns are actually paintball guns, but with an attachment on it to catch and receive the signal. All right, I understand paintball. Yes. Uh, you, you pull the trigger, and a ball full of paint comes out. And if you hit somebody, it splats on them. You know that you hit them. So tell me about right. laser tag. All right. So first of all, it's not a laser. What? First and foremost, <laughs> it is not a laser. Oh. So a laser is a device that emits light through a process of amplification. That's the A, because it's really it was originally an acronym. So it's uh, light... Amplified simulated emission uh, and receiver or radiation. So there is no laser. There's no amplified light. In fact, what they use is kind of the opposite. They use infrared light. So unseen light, and then they put a little red bright light in it so you can see where you're firing the red that you can't see. But we in our heads, we associate the red light with a laser. And it's not a laser. It is just a light. So you have to wear something besides being armed with your laser tag. Let's call it a weapon. We'll call uh, it a weapon. You have to wear something to signify a, if you're hit. In a lot of places, yes. Okay. In this particular place which I went, they had a system which I much prefer. And that is there's an attachment on the weapon. Yeah that receives the signal so what you're shooting is not the person you're shooting the gun and it can it can detect the uh the firing in every uh, front and sides not to the back so as long oh. as you hit this thing yeah it registers the hit i have a question i have an answer okay in paintball you know when you're hit usually you know when you're hit even with the, you got the goggles you got the protective stuff on you know when you're hit so a laser right. tag, how do you know you're hit? So there's a couple of different ways. All right. I, and, and I'm going to argue that you don't always know when you're hit because <laughs> uh -huh. you wear clothing which isn't super tight, so it can, it can hit your clothes <laughs> and not really hit you, or you could be hit by it and it can leave a welt. Can you so cheat? So you can <laughs> – I'm sorry? Can you cheat? I mean, can you be like a stealth fighter? You know, paintball, there's no cheating. Get hit, right? Splat. But you can still be stealthy. Yeah, but I'm wondering whether in laser tag you could say, oh, you know, you 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 put on the sheets of aluminum foil underneath your clothing. You know, would that help 
No. Okay. No, no, I don't believe it would help. And I believe it would bake you alive. <laughs> you would become a baked potato. Because the at this place, because the gun itself yeah. is what registers, right, right. it's all electronic. You've got a little display. It has a little shaking motion when you get hit. It has an audible feature to it, so you know when you're hit. And the... The display tells you how many times you've been hit, and depending on which game you're playing, you have mm -hmm. a specific number of health points. And in some games, it's 35. In some games, it's 100. But every time you get hit, you lose one of those. So you're running. You're inside someplace. You're running around. And yes there are other or people no. running. What? Because... Because of this place. Now, you think of laser tag as being inside, and there's fog, so you can see the laser lights. But it doesn't have to be that way. The place which I went, yeah. it's a paintball place. So you're in a, an enclosed place, but it's just a warehouse. There's nothing in there. And there's also outside place where you can play the laser You're tag. too hot. Honestly, when we went Friday night, yeah. it was cooler outside than inside. All right, hold that thought. I'm going to get to you. I got a break. I want to get some more information about laser tag, and uh, then we'll have a pop quiz. We're going to really have to work as a team today because we're down oh, yeah. to. It's it. the Phillips File with the Five Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. The Orioles became the first professional sports team to wear Braille jerseys. I guess for all of the blind baseball fans. Next, an Uber passenger was forced to take the wheel after his driver drunkenly passed out. I really hope his ride was comped. Finally, a nine-year-old girl in Australia who refused to stand during the country's national anthem is being attacked by prominent politicians and are trying to kick her out of school. Sounds like they're trying to out America, America. Nice try, Aussies. Headlines were brought to you by iHeartRadio. Whether you say Alexa or OK Google, you should always say Play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. Oh, let's get a little bit more information from the 5-Minute Professor on laser tag, followed by a pop quiz. You realize, Professor, we're down uh, two people today. Well, I was really counting on uh, Mrs. Moira to know as many answers as possible about laser tag. So this is going to be a challenge for you, I think. All right, well, give it, we're going to give it our best, but give us a little bit more info on something I'll probably never play. <laughs> In the 1970s into the early 80s, the yep. United States Army deployed a system using infrared beams for combat fighting, which they also inaccurately named lasers uh it's called the miles system and it functions a lot like laser tag it has an attachment which is put onto the end of an actual gun and you would use it to send an electronic pulse which was read by a series of receivers from the oh no oh, version of a okay. of a <laughs> of a laser tag, was Star Trek's electronic phaser toys. And they were sold first in 1979. The home units were introduced in 1986 yeah. for a laser tag brand game, which was very successful in the 1986 shopping season. And uh, the very first laser tag place was called the Photon Center in Dallas, Texas. 
It was created by a guy named George Carter III while watching Star Wars Episode Four, where apparently he thought, hey, we could just shoot phasers at each other or lasers at each other, and no one would ever get hurt based on how good stormtroopers were in that first movie at shooting people. <laughs> yeah, they're the worst. They can't hit the broadside of a, of a starship, of a barn. They, nice. they need new recruits. I think it's They need something. I think they get, they're all just jammed up in those uniforms they wear, those... Can't move in them. Yeah, exactly. You ever see them run? They can't run for crap. <laughs> like they're Eventually, it. we find out that they're all a clone of the same great super soldier... So I think it's really an indictment of cloning. Mm, not the stormtroopers. Casey Ooh. says not the stormtroopers. Nerd fight. Uh, well, stormtroopers are not clones. Clones it, were, but, but not the clones. The clones were, and they dressed like stormtroopers. Yeah, but those weren't stormtroopers. <laughs> but, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Let's settle this. Wait a minute. Clon what well, no, no. I think he's right. I think he's right. Yeah. I know. The, the, from the Clone with, Wars. You can't argue with Casey about this stuff. He knows he's right. He's he's locked, so, you know, not to, not to mix metaphor. And then, you know, he's locked and loaded on this stuff. You, you just, you come to a realization, don't even go there. He'll <laughs> kill you. So, he'll <laughs> kill you. So, when we see the prequels, there are clones. Yes. And they dress the same way that. The oh, uh, the stormtroopers. Take them down, Casey. Take them down. It's it's similar, right? <laughs> similar, similar, similar. God. <laughs> Are we ready want... for a quiz? No, not as a matter of fact. All right. So when, well, I'm uh, ready for a quiz. So when snipers or you know yeah. they're in the army and they can focus yes. a on a target, they give you the red dot. Yes. You know. So right. what 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 is what is that system? I mean, I've used so the miles system, but I don't. No, I mean they got a scope on their on their on their weapon. Yeah, the little red donut right. of death. You know, you see them on pistols, you see them on right. rifles, and you can you can put the dot on the target. Now, what is that? Right, is it's, that a laser? It's a light. It it is not a laser because a laser at laser pointers aren't lasers either. Yeah, well, it's a laser pointer. It's just focused light. It's just focused okay. light. Well, right, we good. call it a laser. A real laser. Yeah. Would burn the target. It has an interactive property, and there needs to be something at the far end of a real laser okay, to right, work. Okay. Theoretically, it's the sort of thing which so, it, the technology is supposed to evolve to a so, point where you could so use it as a weapon. So the light that those goofballs get, you know, to uh, and unfortunately, you know, they 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 shine them in the at helicopters and planes. Correct. Which is a major yeah. federal offense, by the way. They'll send you to prison for that. So what is that light? That's not it a is laser. a focused light. Okay, it's a focused right. light. That's all it is. It's the same thing as they have with the uh, with the sights okay. with a sniper. Rifle. All right. Okay. All right. Now let's have a quiz. It's gonna take a while. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you some bonus points for Casey. All right. You got ten. You got ten. <gasps> Question number one. Yeah. At one point in my life, I owned a total of five cassette tapes: three Barry Manilow tapes, one Roger Whittaker tape, and the soundtrack to Fiddle Around the Roof. Good God. That's important background information. <laughs> Because whenever I say laser tag, my mind thinks of Laser Wolf, who is a character from Fiddler on the Roof. Here's question number one. Yes. What job in town did Laser Wolf have? Was he the butcher, the baker, the tailor, the beggar, or the teacher? What job in town did Laser Wolf have? Oh, Jim, oh, he, was in... the, yeah, he was the uh, teacher. He was not the teacher. Come on, guys. Fritz. He, uh, he, Mr. Fritz. Uh, he was the beggar. He was not the beggar. Running Butcher, out, baker, uh, or tailor? Uh, Pinkman, baker. 
He was not the baker. Was he the butcher or the tailor? Come on, Casey. Uh, Come on. Uh, he was the butcher. He was the oh, butcher. He's going to have to call Jack. <laughs> Paul Michael Glazer. Yeah. Starsky and Who Hush. was Starsky. Points. Nice. But not the question. Nice. He played the young, idealistic teacher, Perchick, in the 1971 film version of Fiddler. He also went on to direct Running Man, Arnold which featured Arnold Schwarzenegger as the butcher of Bakersfield in what year? What year did uh, Running Man come out? Running Man was 1978. After 1978. Fritz, 1982. After 1982. Oh, boy. Mm. Pinkman. Mr. Pinkman. 1987. 1987 is absolutely correct. Well said by the bell. Nicely done. Good job. The reality Richard Dawson was the original host of Family Feud, which yeah. first aired in what year? With Ooh. Richard Dawson? The, yes. 19, Richard Dawson. Was, yes, yes, I'll go 1975. After 1975. Not much. I don't think much. For it's 1978. Before 1978. Oh. Oh. Pinkman, 1976. Absolutely yeah. correct, Mr. Oh, Pinkman, and carrying this team yeah. on his shoulders. What are you doing? I'm setting everybody up. I, I didn't mean to. Chop liver around here. <laughs> after receiving complaints about the fact, after receiving complaints about the fact that he kissed all the female contestants for what he said was love and luck, a practice he attributed to his mom, Richard Dawson asked for mail-in votes as to whether or not he should keep kissing. Yeah. According to one source. The Hogan he, Hogan's Heroes unofficial guide. Yeah. He received fourteen thousand six hundred letters in favor. How many letters opposed to this practice? Fourteen thousand six hundred in favor. How many opposed? Yeah, I think most people liked it. I'm gonna say eighty five hundred. Fewer. Ooh. Fritz. Oh. Uh, don't go. Fritz. Don't get. Don't. Don't get it too close. We need a window here. Now he's nervous. Uh, 100. More. Oh, my God. <laughs> now we have a range. <laughs> you, come on. Uh, get in my head. 85, between uh, 100 and 8,500. I'm going to go with 3,500. Less than 3,500. Okay, now we have a range. Oh, come on, Casey. You I'm can sorry. do it. Uh, get close. Uh, 1,500. 704. Oh, I was going to accept 700. Uh, 704. Jack, right, 700. Okay, no too bad. <laughs> 704, along with 980. 704, along with 980, is the area code for the north central counties of what state? 704, along with 980, is the area code for the north central counties of what U.S. state? Uh, Jim, that's, uh, believe it or not, that's Minnesota. It is further east than Minnesota. Um, Fritz. Does anyone know any states? Yes. Um, I'm going to say Ohio. Further east than Ohio. Pennsylvania. Pinkman. Yeah. Mr. Pinkman. New York. South of New York. Oh. Um, I'll help you out with this. It is south of New York, north of South Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Nicely oh, done. Jeez. Nice. I'm a genius. Raleigh <laughs> is the capital of... It, it, 
this was this was like one to twenty five hundred. I wanted to help him out a little. Uh, Raleigh is the capital of North Carolina. The city was chartered when which man was president of the United States? Raleigh, North Carolina, was chartered when what man was president of the United States? Oh, Jim, that was uh, Jefferson. Earlier than Jefferson. Oh. Fritz, Mr. Fritz, um, Adams. Before Adams. Here we go. Come on. Oh God. Uh. uh Come on. Pinkman. Yeah. Mr. Pinkman. Jackson. Oh, my no. God. I hate I'm just you. kidding. I no. meant to say Washington. Washington is correct. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Washington. Uh. How old was George Washington when he died of what was essentially a cold? How old was George Washington when he died well, of essentially a cold? Jim, believe it or not, 58. Older. Pinkman, 71. Younger than 71. There we go, guys. Come on. Fritz. Here we go. Six, Mr. Fritz. 65. Older than 65. Not much, Casey. Oh. Come on, baby. You can do it. He was 67. He absolutely yes. was 67. Oh, Nicely done. Which nice. of these famous people was not born in 1951? All right. Meaning that they would be 67 this year. Which one of these people is not about the same age as George Washington when he died? Okay. Mark Hamill, Sting, Mark Harmon, Michael Keaton, Cher, Ben Carson, Phil Collins. Which one of them is not approximately that same age? Mark Hamill, Sting, Mark Harmon, Michael Keaton, Cher, Ben Carson, Phil Collins. Uh, Jim. Mr. Phillips. Cher. Cher is five years older. Nicely done. Nice. All the rest of them are essentially the same age. Okay. Cher made her Broadway de- debut with Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. Yeah. In what year? What uh, year did Jim. Cher made her Broadway debut? Mr. I'll Phillips. say 1980. After 1980. Oh, Ooh, come on. It's a small window. Come on. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 1985? Before 1985. Pinkman. Mr. Pinkman. 1984. Before mm. 1984. Oh. Come on, Casey. 1982. 1982 is absolutely yes. correct. Nicely done. Yes. Damn, dude. Oh, the pressure. Damn, dude. There were only 52 shows of this. By the way, come back to the five and dime Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean was actually about Jimmy James Dean. Dean. Yeah. It was yeah. about oh. James Dean. Yeah. Not the sauce. Who is the villain in the first Star Trek sequel Come that on, premiered Casey. June 4th, 1982? Mr. Casey. Oh, the first Star Trek sequel? Yes. Uh, Khan. I need that to be pronounced differently. Khan! Khan! <laughs> Absolutely correct. Nicely done. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I was going to say humans. Okay. <laughs> Which of the following <laughs> settings is not available on a standard issue phaser? Used by Captain Kirk in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. It's all yours, Stun, Casey. kill, laser, overload, or weld. Which of the following uh, settings is not available on a standard issue wait a phaser all used right. by Stun Captain Kirk? Stun is on Kirk. there, right? Stun, kill, Stun. laser, overload, weld. Jim. Mr. Phillips. Believe it or not, kill is not on there. Kill is on there. Set phaser. Right, well, Pinkman. Mr. Pinkman. Weld. You can use a phaser to weld. Okay, Fritz, I'm just going to go um, with the obvious, a uh, stun. 
Stun is on there. Is it laser or overload? Oh, come on, Casey. By the way, this is the laser. last question. Yeah, laser. hopefully. Laser is absolutely correct. Yeah. Nicely done. Send your phasers to lasers. <laughs> yeah. I like it. What, what they, get out of this? They decided after the, uh, the first season yeah. that they were going to have a problems with lasers because lasers were an actual technology, and eventually lasers would be able to do things. So they decided on the show to make it an old technology, huh. and they never used them. All right, you got 30 so seconds. Uh, give us a score and uh, tell us what you're up to. Outstanding. You guys did a very good job, considering that you were uh, down a few. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're going to be happy with an 82. Yay. Yay. Take that, everyone else. A solid beach. Yeah, what happened to the Michael Blazer <laughs> bonus points? We didn't, you know, uh, come on. I, Bump that you up. You did say Starsky. Uh, I, oh, 82.5. <laughs> okay, we'll take it. Yeah, right. Okay, good enough. We'll take it. Uh, I'm a letter grade. Or... <laughs> right, quickly, what are you up to? I am... I am the 5-Minute Professor. You can find me on Facebook at 5-Minute Professor. You can find me on YouTube at 5-Minute Professor. And you can also come out and see any of my shows. I will be at The Silly Grape tomorrow night. That show starts at 7. We do live trivia until around 8.45. On Saturday, I will be at Waco Taco. That's attached to the Hourglass Brewery in Longwood. And on Tuesday nights, we play for $50 in gift certificates Alrighty. for the first place, 25 for second place, $10 for third place. And everybody who plays all four rounds gets a $5 gift certificate at Post Time Lounge and Cafe. Come on out and play some trivia. All right, Professor, good job. We'll do it again next Wednesday. The five-minute Professor time right now for PPT. Speed it right along. What's the prize there, Casey? Two times. Gift certificate for uh, dinner for two at Hemingway's at Hyatt Regent Regency Grand Cypress at uh, Visit Orlando's Magical Dining Month, sponsored by American Express. There you go. All right, Finn, you're first up, Finn. Person, place, or thing? Let's go for a person. Let's go with a person. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. This person was educated at private schools beginning at age two at Hollywood Little Red Schoolhouse. Because we only have four contestants, I'll give you another clue. As an outspoken feminist, she's addressed issues of gender inequality on her lifestyle website. Who is this person I speak of? I'll give you a that hint. Would, not an American. Not an American. Yeah. Is it Nicole Kidman? That's your final answer. No, it's not Nicole Kidman. Good job. Nice try. Steve, here we go. Clue number three. She has also received recognition for her fashion and style, releasing a line of clothing in 2016. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of a fascinator. You know, what a, fas you know what a fascinator is? That's a good clue, too. A fascinator? A fascinator, dude. Come on. Fascinator. It's a fascinator. Yeah, not a gotchinator, a fascinator. <laughs> um, can't think of one. I don't want to I don't want to sound too sexist, but I will anyway. She's a lot of people. Oh, I can't go there. <laughs> I can't. That's your final answer. I don't have a clue. Here we go. Here's a Sherry, clue number four, Sherry. She has degrees in theater and international studies from Northwestern University. Oh, okay. Um, then who I was going to guess would not make sense. Uh, but I'll guess her anyway. Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton. Oh, yeah. 
You're close. Try oh, again. Uh, maybe I don't know. Try again. <laughs> um. Oh. Um. Come on. Who else? Um. No lifelines, huh? No, not in this one. Um. Oh gosh. Um. I don't know. Think of. Wait a minute. Wait, this is a, this is a stretch, but I think you get it. All right. Here's a cl- here's a clue. Think of peanut. Two varieties: peanut and regular. What are they called? M&M. Okay. Now take M&M <laughs> and think of a name. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm on board. Yeah, oh, come on. A, a thousand. Emma Watson? No, Emma Watson. That's your final answer. No, uh, uh, no close. Enough. Here's, uh, all right, Candace, wrap it up. Acting uh, suits her as she now plays the role of the Duchess of Sussex. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Oh, what's the first letter? Oh. M. And the, she's not American. She's not American. M. First name M. Last name M. Meghan Markle. That's your final answer. Merkel or Markle? Does it matter? Yeah, man. Oh, you want it. It's Meghan Markle. Very good. Excellent job. Let's get out of here. Tom and Dan are next. Good job, everybody, with the absence of Mo and Jack. They'll be back with us tomorrow. Casey, two times, two times. Thank you very much. Fritz, thanks for helping out as well. We're back tomorrow at 3, right after Shawnee's The News Junkie with Sabrina and Celine. They follow the monsters in the morning. So tonight, eat dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. Good night, Penny. Good night, Will. Remember, brush your teeth.